Oh yeah, it's going down right now. The 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast is coming at you live with episode 67, the third annual Christmas extravaganza. I am your host, Moods, a.k.a. the ill-mented funky child. And of course, I've always got my three homies from the mean airways of YouTube. Double Shot J, also known as the godly critical Mexi Tot. NES Ruler 22, also known as the Sandy Vagina. And of course, we've got Shock Extreme 1, also known as Steve, the Arizona Assassin. What's going on, my homies? What's what up, up with, ladies and gents? Damn, that was what's a hell no, of an yeah. intro. I what's, up with the no, what's up with the no 616 anymore, dude? Why are you only moods now? It's like, what the fuck? Well, I prefer because that's what says on my license plate. My license plate just says moods. Yeah. So 616 is like if you get really like... Uh, in in with him, you know. You can't you can't bring out the mood six one six, the whole the whole name. You gotta be intimate to, to have the six one six there. That that's a good page. way of, that's that is a good way of putting it, man. So yes. First time on the show we've got Shock Extreme One, also known as Finally. Steve. What is going on, brother? How do we know you? Well, <laughs> let's see. I think I met JP first from uh, just emailing back and forth on just like you, I think the first thing you asked me about was where could I find a bootleg of uh, Halloween 6. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah, I did. There. <laughs> wow. And, and eventually it went to uh, that one review channel, which ended up pretty bad for all yeah, of us. Yeah, right. he's talking about the Fright Tube. <gasps> you bus. said the name. I always say the name. Oh, the <laughs> fucking Fright Tube. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it started off on the Fright Tube, and then shit went wrong with that. And eventually we formed the Body Bags channel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then through uh, FryTube, that's where I also met Moods, and then through Body Bags, that's where I met Jeremy, who covered for me a couple times when either I was sick or just had too much shit on my plate. And then we did the FryTube with, or the FryTube. What am I fucking thinking? That's when uh, that's when <laughs> the shit hit the fan. We did Burial Grounds, and that's when shit hit the fan for all of us. But Burial Grounds was, was fun. We're hoping to do a reunion episode eventually. Yeah, but that would be cool. For those of you who don't right, know, Burial yeah. Grounds was a live show that we did before that, that predates the 22 Shots show. 22 Shots kind of spawned out of uh, the end of the Burial Grounds. It, it's still on YouTube. You can check it out. It's on the 22 Shots website as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where we know the homie. And that show right there was consisting of, uh, you know, Double Shot J, myself, Steve, and Clive Craven. That was also my 17-year-old self giving spoilers to everything. Oh, <laughs> fuck. The fucking spoilers on that show were so funny. It's like, dude, and also the cutoffs. Remember the cutoffs, man? Oh, that oh, one episode fuck, where every dude, single so – because Steve was like on a delay. And yeah. every time Clive went to talk, Steve would just cut him oh, off. So that episode is so funny. <laughs> Dude, that was the it just became shit. a joke, so then I would just know when the right timing was before he would speak, yeah. and I knew that there would be a delay on it, so I'd just eventually just say random shit. Did you just lay out a silent fart right there? No, no. You fucking turned your head like you <laughs> I was I was actually burping, but uh, no, I remember Clive getting so pissed off. Like, he was actually legitimately getting pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually reckon, like, after the third one, then he started being like, okay, come on, it's not funny anymore. But, those were good times, man. Those live chats because oh, they just went every which out of way. A closet. Yeah, fucking so funny. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to have you aboard, Steve. It's uh, been a long time since I've even you know chatted with you. You know, we haven't done a Skype session or yeah. Steve has definitely been one of those guys who I've known on YouTube for a long time. Really, when I started. 
besides moods he was like the other guy that that i became friends with so you know even though we don't have as much time to chat and and uh communicate and collaborate with each other i definitely still consider you an awesome friend and stuff steve so i'm glad to finally have you on the show it only took 20 uh, 66 episodes to get you on here and it all yeah, started man, with the bootleg of halloween busy. six yeah you know, it's crazy when you think about it, you know, that's that long ago and now that shit is like just ridiculously easy to get. Yeah, by the way, Blu-ray. for the people that are listening, I wasn't talking about like the regular version of Halloween 6. I already owned that. I was talking about the uh, the Producers before you cut, could. Yeah, yeah I, I think cut. everyone probably listened. Yeah, Trippy, really? Well, I mean, no, you were looking for I one of those. People are like, hmm, I think you were looking for a bootleg of Halloween 6. <laughs> the, re- the return like mine. You would be surprised at, at the <laughs> amount of stupid shit people say, so. Yeah, but that's like stu- super stupid. <laughs> it's like, huh, I want to boot like a Halloween 6 where I could go and get in for Echo Bridge. For <laughs> this might have been before the Echo Bridges were out, so fuck off. Okay. Yeah, and for the, the, and for the people out there that okay. are interested, um, Steve actually isn't from Arizona. He's actually from New York. Um, I only said he was the Arizona assassin because I couldn't think of anything else off the top of my dome, and that's where he's going to school the right New now. New York so. Ripper. Come on. The, the New York, York Ripper. <laughs> I actually you know, said I, that as a joke to one of my coworkers because he kept calling me frail all the time. So I sent him a picture when I was home at the gym. I just said the New York Ripper returns. <laughs> so what are you doing? What are you doing now, Steve? What's going on in life? Well, I am in school right now. I am about to enter my second semester of my sophomore year of college. It's just been extremely busy studying film, but last semester was yeah, more man, you've been slaying that as opposed to um, as opposed to actual hands-on uh, film work. Um, yeah, literally just consumed my whole life from doing YouTube and just doing videos of any sort, because literally I'd be up until maybe two o'clock in the morning on maybe my second assignment when I had maybe two more left to go. So I've just been taken away from everything, everything, movie reviews or, you know, even just simple vlogs at that. So now since I'm home for the month of December, returning in January, uh, the people will be able to see a lot more footage coming their way. So stay tuned for that. Sweet, sounds good, man. Awesome. So how's your been? How was your trip back home? Good, good stuff. Uh, the trip back home, it was actually a pretty crappy flight. Even though I slept most of the way, it was like an hour delay from people coming from Boston. They had to clean up everything and. It was so is that the route you take? You, you go from you fly from Phoenix to to Boston to? No, um, no, no. There's an option where you could fly from Phoenix to Boston and then take a plane to New York. But I just do a straight shot from Phoenix to JFK. Oh, to JFK. Um, okay. So how yeah, long? How long the flight, the flight is that? From Boston to Phoenix. Um, okay. But they took like an hour delay trying to clean up everything. And people brought like three carry-on bags, so everybody got screwed up with. Fuck, what uh, airline were you flying with? JetBlue. Fuck! They allow three carry-ons. That's oh, like ridiculous, well, apparently man. People thought that was allowed. No, people that is not like, fucking allowed. Bags of, you know, just like hair dryers and God, uh, what? That's ridiculous, so, man. How long of a flight is that from Phoenix Street to JFK? It's actually shorter going from Phoenix Sky Harbor to New York JFK. It's like a four and a half hour flight. But if you want to go from JFK to Phoenix, it's like a five and a half hour flight. Maybe because of time difference. I don't know. Um, yeah. Huh, interesting. Cool stuff. And you're flying JetBlue? JetBlue. My TV didn't even work on it. 
<laughs> Sounds for quality, man. For the first Four and a half hour flight and you got no fucking TV. Work on my seat, out yeah. of all seats. You know, that's happened to me so many times, too. That's I've actually, I actually walked up to take a piss and I was just like kind of casually looking to see whose TV wasn't working. Every other TV was working except for mine. <laughs> I hate that shit, man. <laughs> that's totally happened to me before, too, man. And of course, your TV's not working and you got like the little infant baby next to you that's crying the entire fucking flight. No, actually, uh, surprisingly, I was sitting next to a actually a pretty nice woman that was just like smiling at me every time. Uh, like people were arguing about having to get their bags checked or whatever. We just made jokes back and forth to everybody. So she was chill. I actually got a uh, decent companion for the first time. That's cool, man. That's cool. So you're back in New York and uh, glad to be home, I'm assuming. Oh, I'm very glad to be home. That's cool, man. That's cool. Awesome stuff. But yeah. Really, really happy to have you on the show. JP, Jeremy, what has been going on this week? What's new in your, well, in your guys' uh, busy lives? Before I tell you what's been going on in my hectic life, I do want to make this simple announcement that we're, we'll make again and again as the weeks progress. But essentially, we're going to be switching iTunes feeds. And that is very important for the, for the people who subscribe <laughs> to us through iTunes because – that means that you will actually have to resubscribe to a different feed. You will not get the same you will not get the episodes in your feed anymore. You're going to have to resubscribe. So that the the feed is not up yet, the new one, but keep paying attention for when we say that it goes up because you'll have to switch over. Our our episodes will no longer we're leaving Podomatic. We're we're no longer going to be working through that feed and unfortunately the tech shit that goes involved in switching feeds is insane. It's like you, th- that's mm-hmm. why people hire people to do this shit because it's it you have to know a lot about it. It's like essentially you get to the point where you're writing code almost, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know how to do. And, you know, F all and that. It, and it's not like we just have like a little catalog. You know, we got 66. Ep- well, I guess there'll be 67 episodes that are going to be on there, right? Well, by the time, yeah, yeah. over it. Mm -hmm. I mean, and these aren't just short episodes, so it's a lot of fucking work. But so that means that whenever this new feed comes up, guys, the cool thing is, and we've been getting this for a long, long time. Everybody says all all the time, "Why can't I get past episode this on on iTunes?" Like, I I don't listen to it on YouTube. I listen to it in my car. Why can't I, uh, you know, get episode five? Why can't I get episode ten? Why does it only have episode you know fifty to sixty six? And it's because of the service we was using. It costs so much money to store files. The good news now is that when we do switch feeds, we will have all of our episodes on iTunes. So people will finally be able to be happy about that, go back and listen to the past catalog. And uh, Mm -hmm. it will happen within the next few weeks, potentially uh, by the time the end of the year show is out. Uh, the feed will be changed and we'll make another announcement then. But really excited for this. I know that um, that's one of the number one questions we usually get about the show technically wise is why is there not more episodes yeah, on iTunes? Wh- where the fuck are the, the back catalog? I want to listen to these back catalog episodes. And I, I tell people sometimes I'm like, you know what, man? They're not really there for a good reason. Yeah. We sounded like shit. And Jeremy used to host, <laughs> so they were terrible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just fucking kidding no but that's honestly the reason is because they just didn't fit so yeah that's the honest answer so the first thing you peeps out there need to do is listen to this episode so that's a heads up we will like uh jp said we will keep you um you know in the know so and if you want to keep searching it it'll it'll be 22 shots podcast 
or uh, 22 shots of moods or it'll be something very similar. You know, you'll be you'll find it when you see it. As long as you just type in our thing once it once it pops up, we'll let we'll make an announcement on the Facebook page when it's out and, and then on the next episode as well. So just keep that in mind, guys. We look forward to having everybody, uh, you know, keep following it, the show through that way as well, because you know, hopefully we don't lose too many. People, yeah. you know, well, I mean, you're always going to lose people. Yeah. They're just being like, oh, I'm not going over. That's too much work. I'm not going over there and click and subscribe over here. Fucking that's a lot of work, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're telling me. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, Jeremy, what's new? You got any you got any good tidbits for us? Good tidbits. Tip tipulations. Yeah. What's going on? Nothing. I just finished school. I'm done. Whoa, so, hold on. So are you officially done? Deal. Like exams, everything like. Yeah, done. So like you, a town. So you got a big boner right now, don't you? Big boner. <laughs> just erect out of my pants. But Extra good, man. Too bad I actually don't have a boner. Extra sandy. Yeah. I actually <laughs> have a vagina. My, so I mean, do you get I mean, my pe- stuff already? I mean, my penal implant is shooting out of my pants and shooting sand that was already left over from my sandy vagina everywhere. Ugh, that sounds oh. terrible, man. So do you have exams to write or are you just like done, done? I'm done. That was last week. Really? You didn't say anything about writing exams. Writing exams while well, I wrote piece on fucking cult horror films that. Yeah, when's that come out? Oh, that's cool though. That's cool. Yeah, that was fun. I don't know when it's coming. Whatever happened to my when fucking interview that it? you were supposed to do for me? What me? happened? What happened to your interview? Yeah. Well, Mine let's was see. Good enough, and you didn't need yours. I got you, and I got. But who Derek, doesn't want to interview? And I got M double O. And I was supposed to get somebody from Wild Eye, but and I'm I'm not gonna bash Wild Eye, but. <laughs> Uh, he canceled on you. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't cancel on me. He's like, oh, I'm trying to track me down. He said, I'm on set. Dick. I'll email you tomorrow. And they didn't. And he never responded. <laughs> ah, well, maybe you got. I, got, I, got I honestly, I'm a little bit hurt because I was looking forward to that interview. It I was fun. I had up. fun with it. I got all dressed up, did my hair. I was getting all formal for it. I yeah, it's not video, dude. Uh, I got. What's that? <laughs> it's not video. No, I, I was just I was just playing the part. Oh, you're just getting in the mood. I get it. I was totally. I had to play the part. You know, I had to be all professional and stuff. And unlike how I look right now, I'm fucking sick. Look, I like just wa- I just walked off the street and nailed it. So yeah, JP nailed it. He was like a huge part. Really? Yeah. The well, yeah, because. But know. you never did answer the question. Why didn't you hunt me down? Because I interviewed JP, I interviewed Derek, I interviewed Brandon, I interviewed James from Vinegar Syndrome, I interviewed Nico from Cult Epics, I interviewed Lewis from Massacre Video, yeah, and that's cool. I just I couldn't include everybody. Yeah, Lewis is a cool guy. Eh? He's, yeah, he's, an inter- guy. he's an interesting dude. I've I've you know every time I go to Waste, every time the both times I've been to Wasteland, <laughs> I've talked to him quite a few times. He's, yeah, he's well, an interesting cat, man. He's a really interesting cat. He was telling me one time that he has over ten thousand VHS. I was like, "Damn, dude!" Yeah, when I emailed him, That's I was a like, "Fucking lot." When I emailed him, I was like, "I'm not a stupid reporter who doesn't know anything about what I'm talking about. I've been to Wasteland, freaking with moods. You probably fucking don't remember me, but I was there. So I'm not some <laughs> asshole, an ignorant asshole who doesn't know what he's talking about." So that was like, actually really funny. Uh, remember when we first met, Lewis? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was actually really funny. <laughs> he recognized me from YouTube, and he's like, "Hey, I know you." He's like, "Oh yeah, you're the guy that didn't like Snuff 102." <laughs> <laughs> a similar thing happened to me at Monster Mania this year when I went to the Alternative Cinema booth because the first thing I reviewed for them was uh, Homicycle and I just walk up to them and Scott Weekend Fright was there with me 
And I'm just, he was asking me about it. And then the guy from behind the counter is just like, yeah, man, what, what were your thoughts? I would love to hear your thoughts. I'm just like, oh, shit. I'm just like, uh. And he's Thomas like, Michael really you can't bad love bad? them all, man. You can't love them all. That no, man, sucks, I would, man. I would literally be- tell you, I would literally say to the guy, your movie sucks, right to his face. I, don't I felt like I was just I'm throwing him under the bus right there. But no, he was a cool guy. Everybody from uh, the Cam Motion Pictures booth was awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. If your movie sucks, I'm not going to say it's good just because you're standing in front of me. Well, he had steroids right next to it. And I'm like, that one was freaking awesome, man. What's, what's he going to do? Punch me in the face because I say his movie sucks? Uh, Maybe. Well, fuck him. Nah, that. You, can't get, you can't get that butthurt over that shit. But Homicycle If Jeremy sucked, walked up to me out of man, nowhere and was like, I felt so bad during suck, that review. Bro. I, I hate like, giving bad you. reviews, but I have Dude, to. Dude, you fucking it. said freaking Mutantis fucking sucks right to the filmmaker's fucking. It did, though. Okay, so but I'm saying, oh if, my god, I don't want somebody to, I don't want somebody to say it to my face all like a dick. If you're gonna come and be a dick, you can I'm tell me it sucks. Dick. I'm just gonna say, if the guy I love said that story, what you man. think about it, I'm gonna say it sucked. Yeah, that... I love that story. I fucking, I sent a, a fucking screenshot of this conversation I was having with the director of Mutantis, and uh, I fucking sent it to JP, and he's like, "Who's this?" And I'm like, "It's a director of Mutantis," and he goes, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I really got serious where I was bro. like, I feel like this degrades film. Like, I feel like this ruins the genre. I was oh, like, dude, it was probably serious. the worst bash I've ever heard you say about a film. <laughs> like, honestly, that was the worst things I've ever heard you say about a film. Uh, like, classic. It, it's because cool, really, we have had a few directors. In the beginning, if, like, there was a problem with my DVD or if they were just doing the dubbing, like, on purpose. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's you probably yeah. won't like Trashology very much then, JP. But I fucking love Trashology. That movie's oh, that's that great. great. Trashology is super fun. It's super so fun. funny. I'm glad that those movies got a wider release so people can actually check them out. Because I know I talked about them a few times, and no one in, like what the fuck's Trashology? Then? Like no one's gonna take my recommendations. Or, like that's some low budget shit right there. Yeah, I'm yeah like, I actually in there and I see Jesus Tron from Slasher at uh, Mad Monster in Phoenix in uh, May, and he told me he just probably most likely gonna be. Re-releasing, I know he re-released the Death Nurse films on uh, DVD once again, yeah. uh, but he said he's going to be doing so much more stuff that uh, fans of Slasher would probably be blown away at seeing them come to DVD or Blu-ray. I'm speaking about another asshole who never fucking emailed me back after you promised me. <laughs> who, Jesus Duran? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll email you. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Douchebag never emailed me back. Jeremy's taking it all personal and shit. I ain't taking it personal, but but oh guys, like, don't tell me you're gonna email me back and then fucking rate me in the bum bum and not email me back. Speaking of direct <laughs> directors, I wanted to fucking talk to that guy. Right? Speaking of directors and stuff who have like heard our reviews, I think like the Dead Shadows guy did. There was a few other ones. It's always cool when that happens. But I forgot to tell you guys that your Bert Karai, the necromantic guy, he tweeted yeah. out one of our reviews one day or something. No. Or which, he, for he shared film? it or something. It Hopefully was not Turtles King. <laughs> I can't remember. It might have been Necromantic Two or Dear Toad's King. Oh man, Turtles. Well, even if it was Necromantic One or Two, like we didn't, we gave him good reviews. I forget. You, I think you guys forget that I've gave all three movies a good review. Like you guys mm. didn't like that. Dear Toad's, Dear Toad's King. King. I, I, I like the whole pre- Yeah, the premise was good and stuff. I just overall wasn't the you know my type of thing. I guess. But I, I got that on Blu-ray. I still need to watch that eventually. Yeah, Nico was a cool ass guy, man. He was a cool cat. Steve, have you ever seen? Steve, have you ever seen the Nick Phillips films, uh, Satan's Black Wedding, and like Critically Insane and stuff? I've seen bits of them only from the uh, the Cinema Snobs reviews, 
And I mean, of course I've seen bits of them because those bits also appeared in the Death Nurse films as stock footage. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, anyways, I just got this uh, double feature in from Retro Shock, <clears throat> uh, Shockorama, and I was checking them out, like, Satan's Black Wedding, Crim- uh, Criminally Insane, and it actually has part two on it also. Uh, have you ever, have, do you own this? I do not. I've been wanting to get that for a while. Dude, these movies are super short, man. So there's three films on here, and, like, all three films are, like, an hour long. So if you've seen clips, you've pretty much seen it all. <laughs> well, I mean, Nick Phillips has always used stock footage from either the Death Nurse films or Cemetery Sisters from yeah, yeah. Bad Apple or Satan's Blade and put them in the movies just to exceed the runtime. It's not yes. even a long runtime, but... yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you did Cemetery, Cemetery Sisters and Death Nurse One and Two in these three films, and I don't know. He's a pretty interesting filmmaker. Like, it's kind of funny. He, like these movies, just like I don't know what they were shot on. Probably like eight millimeters. It looked like, that. like eight millimeter film from the set. Like these were all like nineteen seventy five, and then the the sequel of Criminally Insane came out in eighty seven. Something like yeah, that is really that's strange. Also known as Crazy Fat Ethel. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it was like shot on video. So he went from like eight millimeter to shot on video. Pretty cool. <laughs> Definitely not JP's and uh, Jeremy's type of stuff. Cemetery Sisters was fucking awful, man. No, that but I was just blown away. But like Satan's Black Wedding, it's too bad that this movie wasn't developed into a full film because it's an hour long and it just doesn't. It just kind of gets into it. There's really nothing going on, you know, kind of thing. And I think it has a lot of potential to be a, a decent film. It's kind of a shame, but I was enjoying it. But yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Nick Phillips, man. I wish he had done more stuff. To be honest. Well, it's surprising because in the like when it was first put out on VHS, he went under the name Nick Phillips, and I guess when Slasher put them out on DVD and Blu-ray, he went under uh, Nick Millard. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Well, it doesn't really make sense, but you know these guys are always <laughs> with their fucking alternate names and shit like that. Alternate names, stock footage. Stock footage always kills me, man. I, I just, oh my god, <laughs> like the first time. How- Considering how short these movies are to use stock footage is like the funniest shit though, right? Because like first time watching Cemetery Sisters, I knew it was made by the same guy who did Death Nurse. So the whole film, I'm like, okay, no stock footage. Please, no stock footage. Oh, Las Vegas signs. Oh my God, they did the stock footage. Las Vegas signs all over Cemetery Sisters. Yeah. Fuck. That movie's so fucking boring. It sucks, that movie. (laughs) I actually thought it was decent for the most part. Really? All it is is stock footage. I don't mind it. Honestly, I... Yeah, it's like get married, kill somebody. Get married, kill somebody. Get married, kill somebody. Open up a fucking mortuary. At the end. <laughs> Whatever. It's low budget filmmaking, man. What do you expect? <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Movies like yeah. Trashology, which had or Cinco de Mayo, which have no money and they're fucking good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that they're all gonna be great. You know, or bad or whatever. But, anyways, Jeremy, do we got some news? Wait, hold up. What the fuck about JP? What do you mean? What? Ask what JP was up to. Ah, uh, pretty much the same shit. That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> he never on. did answer, did he? You gotta do something. For I'm it. having car issues again, and I'm like, don't even want to talk about it. Got so sidetracked on the Nick Phillips stuff that I forgot that JP didn't even answer. He's all bummed out because his fucking cars are always shit in the bed. Mm-hmm. Well, he is Mexican, so I have no idea what that has to do. Yeah, with what? Cars. That's completely irrelevant. I know, but I have to throw just, it in he's there. He's just throwing racial jabs at you for no reason now. He's like, you know what? You know, you his know car what? broke down because he's Mexican. Yeah, because he's it Mexican. makes absolutely no sense. His dog died. Well, it's obviously because he's Mexican. 
<laughs> every so. time I listen to the show, every time you point out the Mexican jokes, something always comes to me where I just say half Mexican. That is true. Half breed, yeah. yeah. Half. So everything is half the Interracial. Half Mexican. Half the cause. <laughs> nice. All right, Jeremy, let's get into this news, bud. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I apologize if I fucked this shit up, but JP is a lazy motherfucker. No, see, now, when you instantly apologize, like, you shouldn't do that because you're setting yourself – you're basically well, – no. co- it's a cop-out. It's a cop-out. Have like, a little more confidence, yeah. buddy. Come on. Just if you, spit the news if you out. Do it, all right, all right. Fail, fuck if you, you do it and fail, then that's what happens. But b- because you try to, like, cushion the blow of you failing – then it's pussy. It's a oh, pussy so you move. Already know I'm gonna it's a pussy fail, so you're move. Like, oh, you're gonna fail, so you're just. Gonna you do that all the time with everything. Stop yeah. it. Right. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> all right, don't be nervous. Come on. All right. So, the director's cut of Exorcist Three is coming to Blu-ray. What do you guys think about this? Who's putting Thought- it out? Warner Brothers. Who owns I don't it? No, but uh, it's it's owned by the same people. It's owned by Morgan Creek, who. Just, uh, uh, freaking night breed, so I assume Scream Factory, but I highly doubt that because first will release it. Whose yeah, dog is that? Those are my stupid dogs. Come never on, shut Steve. Up. <laughs> they never shut up. Fucking my train of thought up. <laughs> but uh, I would assume it's Scream Factory of more. What? What? What are you talking about? What am I talking what? about? Exorcist three? No, it's spitting out it's nonsense right now. Warner <laughs> Brothers. It's Warner Brothers. Yeah, Scream Factory. Like Where the hell did this come from? Where did this come from? Because fucking Morgan Creek fucking owns the freaking rights to it. Dave. So who is Morgan Creek? Morgan. I don't know. They fucking own the rights to Night Creek too. Morgan Creek are the ones who own the rights to Nightbreed, and they're the ones that fucking helped Scream Factory restore it. And Morgan Creek owns or owns the negatives to fucking Exorcist 3 too. Oh. Okay. So the director's so that's why cut I said Scream now, is that a um is yeah, that I'm like confused. is 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 the director's cut like a completely different movie like Nightbreed was? Is that why this is such a big deal? Well, I guess when it got released uh freaking uh it got cut to shit and uh, William did, Peter yeah. Blady, the guy who directed it, was really pissed off about it because a lot of footage was lost or seemed to be lost. It's like the Nightbreed stuff. And uh, I guess they found it and they were storing it on Blu-ray mm. in a collector's edition, which is why I thought that it said, huh, maybe it would be fucking Scream Factory because it says right here, a feature-packed collector's edition, although if no, if one had to guess by the stark honesty from Blady and Morgan Creek, perhaps a formal announcement on or around Christmas might be a safe bet. In any case, for a climate where lost footage could truly sometimes be lost, the revival of film culture and collectors' markets, ooh, this would have been good for my piece, have helped, me- have helped make miracles for horror films, especially in a case where elements have been lost for 25 years, such as The Exorcist 3. Hmm. And then it says, it will be well, a Region A release that will consecutively happen in 2016 from a proven U.S. specialty distributor. However, after some digging on this writer part, no one has come to claim responsibility for the release just yet. Perhaps the I's haven't been dotted nor the T's crossed, but more than likely a release like this might be kept on the hush-hush until a more monster moment, until a more appropriate occasion calls for it. 
So it actually technically hasn't been announced who's releasing it, so... Prime suspects include Scream Factory, who previously worked with Morgan Creek to release Nightbeat, the director's cut. Keep an eye out for more on Exorcist through the director's cut when it comes available on FanCourt. Well, you know what? Who did Could own the screwed. original uh, cut of Exorcist? Um, or uh, Nightbreed? Was it Fox? Mm-hmm. Of Nightbreed? Yeah. Uh, Maybe 20th Century. Yeah, it was 20th Century. No, it was Warner Brothers, wasn't it? Well, I know Roman Bros released like the Snapper Case DVD. Well, Fox part. owns. Uh, well, they had archived it too, though. Because <clears throat> remember, Nightbreed after the Snapper Case went out of print, they archived it, and it you could get it through the Burn on Demand, through Warner Brothers. I thought they still owned it up until. Hmm. That's well, strange. Well, I will say that uh, it looks like Fox owns Exorcist Three. Fox does. Okay. Now it is interesting that 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 is a scream uh, that. No, Nightbreed is Fox as well. Yeah, so that makes sense, actually, because Scream Factory has been able to grab some Fox stuff, including the theatrical version of Nightbreed, which came with the box set, the Super Edition. And it's Morgan Creek who fucking released Nightbreed. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. So would you guys... Of course you guys would buy... Would you guys buy it anyway, even if it wasn't Scream Factory? Of course I would buy it. It's an addition. To, it's a f- cut of a film that's never been released. That's fucking Wet's what? Uh, Exorcist 3? Yeah. yeah. Of course. Of course. I totally want to see that director's cut. I've read about it. You know, the horror stories of it for years. That, yeah, it's kind of like know, an interesting yeah, I, story. Yeah, because it always was known to be that the footage was gone. Never going to find it. So this yeah. is pretty interesting that they found it. Yeah, it'd be interesting that's really exciting like... for horror fans. Like, like holy fuck, it's found? Yeah, I'm a sucker for like lost horror stuff. Yeah, yeah I'd be interested to see like, oh, how did they find it? Like commentary track or something would mm-hmm. be interesting. A featurette to see how yeah, they found sure. this stuff and how they cleaned it up and how it came to be. I think be I would literally love to see a feature of them. You know, I'd love to watch a feature of them actually doing the transfer. You know, like how they do it and stuff. Well, James, when I talked to Finnegar Syndrome, he told me a whole bunch of stuff like how they. How they have to first like scan the print and then mm-hmm. they clean it up. And Vinegar Syndrome has actually released videos on that stuff before. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I've seen I've seen a little bit, but you know I'd like to go into it more. I'm I'm just I've always been kind of fascinated mm-hmm. how they do some of these transfers because like if if you've ever watched like Grindhouse, um, you know versions of films, then you see like a new HD transfer and you're like, well, how the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. Like some of these transfers look like they were shot like that. It's crazy. So it, I always find it just intriguing. I like the tech aspect of things like that. So yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Good job. All right. Next. Bad Robot and Don Carcarelli. I'm going to fuck up the name. Coscarelli. Right? Oh, Coscarelli. You can just up. say Cos. That's right. what I say. All right. Team up for 4K restoration of Phantasm. So Bad Robot, J.J. Uh, Abrams is uh, production company, if that's what you want to call it. Um, I guess it's teaming up with Don Cassarelli, who's print of Phantasm. He has like the only, uh, you know, 35 uh, millimeter print of it. It's like his own, uh, his own print. And I guess he's retiring or whatever the fuck that means. And, um, I guess him, <laughs> I guess he's never going to show it again, which is like, well, that's fucked up. But I guess I, I, it's, it, it, is it a print or industry, is it an original, like negative type thing? I think it's just a print. Which, yeah. I don't know who has the what a phantasm. I thought yeah. it was like original negatives. Oh, maybe, but it says 
I could have read Castrelli that. Matt was but... retiring his personal 35 millimeter print of his fright favorite Phantasm. I thought that he had the original negative. That's interesting. I think he has the maybe maybe I don't know maybe they worded it funny or something, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, I do know that Coscarelli did keep like all those snippets of footage that are in Phantasm Four as well from the original yeah. Phantasm. Like he, kept, that's all his personal stuff. Like he's always exactly. kept all that shit, and that's what's really cool about Don Coscarelli. And dude, when this came out, I was like, okay, step one complete. Now we just have the other steps of getting uh, new transfers for Phantasm Three, Four, and Ravager being released, and mm-hmm. hopefully they make some kind of super mega edition. And it would probably be the greatest release of the year. Yeah, I guess. Make it uh, in steer, man. Phantasm of Films, whose prints have, been, have become decidedly difficult to find in its native format. So I guess there's not too many 35 millimeter prints of fan. I've never seen it. You know me, I've seen a, a bunch of stuff. I've, I've seen Phantasm. 35 millimeter? Mm hmm. Oh, that's cool. Something I haven't seen. But uh, blah, blah, blah. J.J. Abrams and his production company, Bad Robot, is teamed with Don Casarelli on a 4K restoration. Transferred from the original camera negative, this secret restoration has been in the works for quite some time now. Whoa. So much so that Casarelli's attention from Ravager for the time being. However, with Ravager well into post-production and the revelation of the 4K transfer, one could certainly hope that 2016 will be the year that the horror community gets both highly anticipated releases. However, with this knowledge, the question remains who will be releasing the films and could a high-definition, complete collection set to be in the cards? Uh, please, God. If there is a God, that would happen. Mm-hmm. I just find it interesting that fucking J.J. Abrams out of anybody goes yeah, ahead. Yeah, I was wondering. Dude, I, I almost fell off my chair when I read that. It was like, what? Maybe J.J. So Abrams is like a giant Phantasm fan, which wouldn't surprise me considering well, what he didn't that he, is a, he, is a, he is a huge fan of Good. Yeah, he, he totally I read that, so I was like, that's really interesting. Freaking, but um, just because you do certain films doesn't mean you can't like other genres, right? It's you know, freaking um I think Angus the... Grimm was in one of his films. Yeah, actually. didn't he name one of his characters after like Phantasm stuff or something? Yeah, too? yeah. I think he named him Fam or something, but yeah, well you I... know this is probably gonna be really quality shit, man. Oh, I mean yeah. if this, this guy's working on it and he's a in... fan, you know he's gonna do this shit justice, man. I'm really fucking excited for this. Yeah. My, As you guys I, know, I Phantasm is literally one of my favorite horror films, definitely top ten. Me and, too, man. Uh, it's right there too. Phantasm, so. oh, dude. If you like, Phantasm to me is just one of those. This whole series is something that I can literally watch like at any time. And ever since we did the Phantasm show way back in episode eight, damn, dude, that's freaking good eight, that you remember that. I've always thought if they do, the, we, I remember talking about if they do another Phantasm film, and we was like, yeah, I doubt it, but it'd be cool, you know, blah blah blah. And now that there is one, I think when it eventually does come out, it'll be a time to return to that series and at least cover the fifth one as a main episode. I think that's only fitting. Hail to the yes. I totally agree. Love that franchise so much. I know that you're, you know, the you like part two more, but man, it's, part one. It's kind part, of back and forth nowadays. You know, I, I always say that Phantasm, the, you know, the original film and, you know, the entire franchise is, is like no other films. It's true. You know, it it, st- it just sits by itself. That's why it's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love him, man. It, it, the feel of that Phantasm film is just beyond strange, for lack of a better word. But I love it, man. I can't wait for this this transfer and the features and, oh, yes. boner. Think about if Arrow picks it up and does what they did with fucking Hellraiser. That'd be freaking amazing. Well, you know, speaking of that, because I, I, I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast, but um, 
you know, I watch a lot of videos and I was really curious on, you know, the whole Scarlet box set that Arrow had released of the the first three Hell, Hellraiser uh, films. And, you know, a lot of people were showing it off on boxing and stuff. And it seemed like everybody that showed it off hadn't watched the films. Uh-huh. Except like for ever? I on this. Well, no, no, hadn't watched the new oh, transfers. The new transfers, yeah. So anyways, I'm searching around. I'm like trying to find someone that's going to talk about these transfers. And I came across a video. And this one specific guy, and he goes, man, this box, he went through everything. He's like, it's such a beautiful set, everything, the book, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, my main problem is, he goes, the transfer on Hellraiser is junk. And I was like, Mm. crazy. He's like, it's so grainy and shitty looking. He's like, the American Anchor Bay Blu-ray looks better. Ooh, that's not saying much. And I was like, holy crap. And he said part two and three look great. He said part three looks the best. Didn't Image release a Blu-ray too? They re-released it, yeah. Okay, yeah. part two. You know, to be honest, I have the the Anchor Bay Hellraiser Blu-ray. I don't think it looks that bad. Yeah, I was just about to say, it doesn't look good at all. It doesn't look good? It didn't look good to me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the worst thing I've ever seen, but if he's saying it looks worse, and I'm like, holy man, like... Yeah, that's... How could anything look worse? I mean, I've seen worse transfers. Yeah. I, mean, I just don't know how, like, a film like okay. Hellraiser could even have a bad transfer. Like, you would think they would just, like, take... It would have been, like... Yeah, it's a film that is popular enough to be taken care of over the years. That's what I thought, too. I was very surprised to hear that that film didn't look very good. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I've been wanting to watch Hellraiser so bad lately. I watched Hellraiser 1 and 2 about six months ago again. Mm. Those are good films. Yeah. So, Jeremy. Franchise sometime, man. Are we going to punish ourselves and do all nine Uh, films? Yeah, of course we are. (laughs) Oh that's boy. that's that's one of my it was that we almost did Hellraiser over Children of the Corn. Well, if you guys want to hear that, listeners out there, leave comments, voicemails, blah blah blah. Maybe who knows? That might even be the next major major franchise we do because we don't really have we don't have one any, planned. We don't have any shows planned after this one. To be honest, two. the one I really really want to do is the Howling. And is the Howling? Yeah. I really want to. I'm do down with that one too. The the Howling's an interesting franchise because there's films all over the place, man. There's like part three was an Australian film and then four, five, and six are like a different trilogy. And then part seven was like an Italian shitty film. And then there's like it, a there's, reboot. I think there's a lot to say. Yeah. And then there's, yeah, that Howling Reborn one. It's, it's, it's an interesting franchise. I think there'd be a lot of interesting conversations about yeah. that. So let us Especially know part what two. the X franchise you want us to do is don't say TCM, Friday the 13th, or Elm Street, or Psycho. Yeah, those ones. Those ones are automatically eventually going to be done. I mean, we're trying to get the you know the other ones done, which we've accomplished so far. I mean, you can't I think blow your wad, right? You can't get I think all the, the good f- ones done right away because then you yeah, have I nothing think, to look forward to. We're definitely like probably the first cast to do the Children of the Corn franchise. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We we dared it, and someone well, dared well, us. We're like, probably well, definitely the only that. podcast to do the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise, the Leprechaun franchise. And the Children of the Corn franchise. <laughs> yeah, we like Punishment, man. And Warlock. Oh, and Warlock. Uh, yeah, nobody's yeah. done Warlock. I've never you even seen You know what's kind of podcast. funny? We just named off like 95% of our Hall of Pain right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may. We definitely will have a new entry today. Foreshadowing. Jeremy, what is also going on in the news? All right, so. Foreskinning. Come on, man. When people are going to fucking read Jack Frost 2 on the fucking, on the page, how can you not think that's going to be a Hall Painter? But anyway, we'll get into it later. <laughs> so, as you guys know, The Mummy is getting remade. Same with The Wolfman. Um, Universal is rebooting both of these films, and they now have announced that they will be remaking Bride of Frankenstein. And um, David Culp, I think that's how you pronounce his name, he's uh, oh, writing the script. Cool. 
and he's the one who wrote Stirrup Echoes and Secret Window and Jurassic Park. And some other so didn't Stephen King write fucking Secret Window too? Yeah, but he did a screenplay. Another... Yeah, yeah, but he Reboots adapted of Wolfman. Fuck. Yeah, Wolfman. I honestly just don't even care. Like yeah, the last one that came out a few years ago with fucking was it Anthony Hopkins and I don't know. Man, that movie was terrible. Listen, I'm watching. I really did not I care just, for that. From somebody who literally just watched all these films, they're not gonna work today, dude. They're just not. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're just not gonna work today. Well, that's the thing with the Wolfman one. It's just like a bunch of, I, you know, they change around the story and stuff. But it was the CG, and it just it's it's over stylized. It, that's what it appears to me when I watch it. You know, um, have you seen that? Have you seen that remake, Steve? I have. I have. It didn't work for me at all. Oh, I hated it, dude. I walked out of the theater and I fucking screamed. I was like, that's bullshit. And no! I went up and I said, either I want my money back or you guys give me some fucking Skittles. Give me something and they back. gave you some Skittles. Something and the, the fuckers actually gave me Skittles. It was funny. Those <laughs> no, Skittles probably rivaled what it cost to get in. So, Oh, probably. But, man, I, dude, I have such a bad streak with you know going to the cinema and watching films in there. It seems like the majority of the stuff I watch, I hate. So... Always paying money for nothing. Yeah, I know what you mean. Honestly, to me, it's like they do the the they did like the mummy type remake. They've done a million Frankenstein's and stuff, but yeah. and they did the, I, to me, it's just like that's all you're gonna end up getting out of those films because you can't. I don't know if you can play the Wolfman straight serious and have him like look like uh, the way that the the bipedal like wolf did in the original film, like the mm-hmm. man. Like it's just gonna look cheesy. So you're mm-hmm. going to have to go like more uh, animalistic or like I don't really know how you do it and not make it look cheesy and have it still be scary. Or you could do it action wise like they have done with Van Helsing and the mummy and uh, now they're doing with whatever. I, I just I just don't know how you make them come off. Well, you don't make them like that. The mummy and Van Helsing and. Ugh. Well, now you guys are going to fucking have. But Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein. I, you know, I just, I'm really actually surprised it took this long to redo that one, you know, considering all things. They've done everything else. Mm-hmm. And that one's so popular among fans, you know, a lot, most people prefer that over the original Frankenstein, which I am not one of them. But... I prefer the third one over all of them. Yeah? Interesting. Yeah. Which I think, right? The the yeah. son of Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. man. I, Pretty you know, sure. Yeah. That's the thing about the Frankenstein uh, franchise is that there's a lot of good sequels in there. Oh yeah, it's they're all good. I know. Like that franchise is actually really solid. So good stuff. Good stuff. I'll tell you what yeah. franchise isn't solid. It's the Mummy franchise. <laughs> it's the same movie over and over again. Literally. Yeah. I I think JP. I think what happens when you watch those movies so close together, it's just oh, it's yeah, like you flooded yourself sure. with the same shit, and it's like I think if you watch those movies. You know, one here, one six months later, and stuff. You'd be like, "Eh, it's not bad. It's not the best." But I, you know I, how you like, might have a different opinion. You know how all of the monsters are, you know, the Frankenstein, the Wolfman, the the Mummy, shit like that. I honestly think the best monster, probably in my opinion, my favorite is actually a side monster, which is Igor uh, from really? Son of Frankenstein, Bela Lugosi, yeah. man, fucking yeah. creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, well, I am a sucker for Bela Lugosi. Me too, man. Harlap does not deserve to smell my shit. All right, so, uh, Jimmy, what else we got? All right, got another Scream Factory announcement here. We have, I think it's Universal, so we have another Universal film coming out from Scream Factory, and that is... It. Shit. 
Uh, yeah, um, we got S coming out. Which I'm, you know, we were talking pregame about this. I'm actually a little excited for this because, you know, I have it on one of those shitty four packs. And me and JP were talking about how they've actually, Screen Factory's released the other three in that four pack. And what were they again? Uh, the Funhouse, Phantasm, Phantasm 2. Phantasm 2 and Serpent in the Rainbow. So, yeah, so this is getting the Blu-ray treatment from SF. So, yeah, I, I'm cool with it. I actually like this film. Yeah, me too. Uh I always – anytime I talk about this film, I talk about Curse of Puppet Master because it's the same movie. Literally. Yeah, I know, right? It literally yeah. is. Like I think people like think I'm joking. Like it's literally the same movie except for a snake. It's a puppet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And what is that part five? No. It's uh, six. Six. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like – it's like the Hellraiser sequels. I, I get them – the order all fucked up. <laughs> puppet Master films. But yeah. So that's like a really big ripoff of – Yes, this is awesome. It's, I actually, I, I got to say, it's my probably the my least favorite title, horror film title to say. Yeah, because you don't really know how. Like, you sound like an idiot, and then like you don't want to just say s s s s s, or you don't want to say it like that. <laughs> well, that just sounds movie. annoying. It sounds like yeah. you have a stutter. S- like, there's no real way to say it without sounding like a douchebag. No, uh, really. but, but 1973. I remember this is one of those films where I'm flipping channels as a kid, and I pop on it. And I I really like dig it. Like I'm just like this is cool. It's like 70s. It's old. It's kind of it's definitely a B movie. And it's just one that I, I remember liking when I was a kid. So, and then mm-hmm. I seen Puppet Master, Curse of Puppet Master, and I was like I I definitely had seen this movie before. But then I realized I just was thinking of s- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not your traditional like killer animal film like a lot of people think it is who haven't seen it. No, it's more of like a mad scientist film. Oh, definitely a mad scientist film. Yeah. I so. like how Scream Factory in their whole post, they're like, surprise title. I know. If you, <laughs> and it's like, we have no further details this time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay, what else do we have? All right. So, Deathgasm Part 2, Gormageddon announced and screenplay is completed. So, this year, you know, Deathgasm, a huge buzz in the community. And according to the filmmaker, that the screenplay has been written in full and is promising more gore in the first 10 minutes than the entire first Deathgasm. While there's no official announcement for filming or any con- any cast confirmations, Deathgasm has been one of the most buzzed about horror titles of the year, slaying audience at several film festivals with bloody metal-infused insanity. DVD Blu-ray stateside from Dark Sky Films in three weeks, which I will be reviewing for them. Yeah. And yeah. More gore in the first 10 minutes of the entire first film. Yeah. Really? Man, and, and that was one thing I actually just stated, too, that I, I recently watched uh, Deathgasm, and I thought the gore was fucking great. They did a great job in that in that movie, but... And there's quite a bit. Like, the third act has a shitload of gore, so this is intriguing to me. What They're going to go Dead Alive style, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> I think awesome. that's what they're doing, man. I mean, it's it, the first 10 minutes is going to be like a homage to Dead Alive. They're going to have fucking lawnmowers and... It's gonna be awesome. I'm excited for this, man. I'm really yeah. I'm really actually excited really excited for it too. I think there's a lot of potential in a sequel. Uh, I I really liked the first film a lot. I believe it was my pick of the week. A week Honestly, ago. I loved the way Deathgasm ended, like the very last scene. Yeah, <laughs> it actually, like it made me laugh. I was like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I think that the characters were genuinely like like likable too. Yeah, and the the blonde chick in that movie. Oh, oh, she was awesome, man super hot 
Yeah. So I'm assuming everyone's coming back to for it. I didn't really look at the cast, but yeah, I think so. Brody reminded me of somebody. Was he in anything else that I know? Blood Punch. He's in Blood Punch. That's who he reminded me of. Hell yeah, Blood Punch. Blood Punch. Awesome, awesome flick. The lead guy, Brody, was in pl- Blood Punch. That's right. That's right. That's. Fr- I was like, this guy looks like somebody I know, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's fucking cool, man. All right. Have, uh, Steve, have you seen Deathgasm? I have not. Oh, God. You that need is to see one it, that is going to be going on the list, though. Oh, you got to see it, man. It's really good. Really good stuff. It is good. Ever since this whole semester, my list has just grown farther and farther. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I managed to to plunge through about 130 2015 films. I'm close I to think 50. I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm done for the year. Like, there's really nothing else I need to see. So, but a lot of bad ones. <laughs> a lot of shit I fucking watched this year, man. Oh, my God. Ugh. I know Jeremy can vouch for Inner Demons. Oof. Oh, my God. That's a raging piece of shit. Not the worst film of the year, though. No, dude. I watched some ones. Like, one and one and a halfs, man. That goes oh. to All Hallows' Eve, too. But, uh, let's see. Oh, next, I didn't see that one. Next, we have The Martyrs Remake, hitting DVD and Blu-ray and on demand on February 2nd. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to see this film, which is probably going to be crap, I'm not going to make my judgment until I watch it because I am such a huge fan of the original. So we'll see. I still this. am waiting to see the original before I actually watch this. I'm sorry. What was this? Martyrs. 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 It released on DVD. Oh, Martyrs. And on okay. demand on February 2nd. From- <laughs> yeah. Martyrs. All right. And finally, we got some good old video game news. Uh, N64 Turok which is an awesome first-person shooter from back in the day, is Love that game. getting remastered yeah, man. for PC. Um, you can pick this up now on Steam. So if you guys, N64 days, and you like some Turok, you can pick up a remaster now on Steam for 15 bucks, and the sequel Turok. is awesome. So, I've still never played the sequel to Turok. I played them both. I remember those. I used to play those games all the time, but yeah, I, I will say that a couple years ago, maybe like four years ago, I did revisit Turok, and I didn't really. It it, it doesn't really hold up. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, maybe. Yeah. N sixty four first person shooters typically went to best. You, you typically need a mouse and a keyboard to play those type of games. So, I'm curious to see how it is on on the PC, all cleaned up and with good frame rate and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I'll, I'll maybe give it a shot. We'll see. But that shall do it for the news. Cool. Alrighty. So moving along into mood swings and with the, uh, the DVD and Blu-ray releases for December 22nd, 2016. And I have to say, this has got to be the weakest release date in recent memory, even worse than some of those November dates. It's crazy, man. So if you're all broke before Christmas, don't really worry about it. There's not a whole lot to pick up, but there is a couple good ones in here. So, first up from Screen Factory, we have uh, the Brain That Wouldn't Die, um, which is pretty cool. I like this film. I think it's public domain. So, is it actually a public domain film? Yeah, really interesting because this it's movie not, looks good. Are you sure? Pretty damn sure. Because I'm sure this movie has like eight million releases. 
I know Synapse has a DVD out for this, yeah. which I have, and it looks great. So I was thinking, I was like, that's public domain. Fuck, it looks good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a fun flick. Uh, so check that one out. And <laughs> wrapping up the DVD and Blu-ray releases <laughs> for <laughs> December 22nd, we have another Scream Factory release. And this one right here is one that I actually jumped up when they announced this because yeah, it's out of the DVD goes for ridiculous amounts of money. Out of print Anchor Bay. Uh film called nightmares the anthology film from i believe 84 i actually have this on pre-order i actually want to see it 83 84 um i'm buying all these fucking full price movies i can't believe it yeah i was like what has gotten into you i don't know movies i want to see so i'm gonna buy them i bought the fucking the guardians too because i want to see that shit too it's fucking hard to find do you guys know of anything else that's coming out this week because i couldn't find anything else it was just these two releases there's got to be more though yeah, I, I haven't really so looked into it. So no, I was kind of searching around, like, wow, I couldn't find shit. But I don't know. So I only got these two um, from Screen Factory. Jeremy was... is correct that it is public domain, though. I apologize, really? bitch. Wow, man, that movie looks really yeah. good. But the thing is, with uh, with public domain, just because something's public doesn't yeah, it doesn't, mean... doesn't mean that like the public owns the transfer. Like mm-hmm. people can own the transfer, so that's why a lot of public domain films you just can't make a Blu-ray because you have to have the transfer too. Yeah, 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 makes sense. All right, so <laughs> my uh, my release of the week. <laughs> hmm, eeny meeny miny. No, uh, th- no, this one's a pretty pretty much a no-brainer. I'm gonna have to go with the I believe it's 1983 anthology nightmares. Um, Simply because this is a very sought-out film, and now it's readily available through Screen Factory. But so everybody go out, buy three copies. I have absolutely no idea why you would do that. Um, to but, give one to me, so I don't have to pay for it. And give one to me, too. But why? Uh, I got, don't you I got have the, the shit on pre-order. Don't you have the disc moods? Like, the I do have the only. disc for Nightmares. I have the actual press disc, but no no art for it. How the why? That? Well, I was down at my buddy's shop one day, and he's like, hey, man, you, you have this? And I'm like... No, I don't. And I'm like, where's the art? And he's like, I don't know, man. It came in in some random case one day. And I was like, really? What a shame. What a fucking shame. But at least I have the disc, though. So, <laughs> But yeah, Nightmares. Release of the week. Yeah. And that's going to conclude the, the DVD and Blu-ray releases. What a savagely shitty week. That's crazy. And somehow Scream Factory still manages to put out two. I know. I'm, I'm really surprised that there wasn't like 14 Wild Eye releases this week because there usually is. You guys yeah, talked about sure. Fuckload of Scotch Tape last week? Which one? Fuckload of Scotch Tape, my professor's film that came out from Wild Eye last week. No, it wasn't even listed. No, it wasn't listed. Oh, so man. all that says is that's they're not pushing that one. Oh, yeah. Nope. Yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't heard them talk about it at all. It's kind of funny. It's kind mm-hmm. of, it's his best movie, too, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but, so, um, yeah, so I don't believe that we have any voicemails this week, but do we have one question? Yeah, we have it. We have an email. If you guys remember a while back, we did that code red rant, and yeah, the guy who then emailed us, and then we talked about his email. So now he emailed us back again. And he says, "Hey guys, I really enjoyed Italian Month. I have to. S- I have yet to see any of the Mario Bava films you guys talked about, which is funny because me and Moods were just talking about how like that's probably the case with most people. 
Yeah. But you guys definitely made me want to go out and buy them. I'm pretty sure that Blood and Black Lace US Arrow releases right around the corner. So it will be a day one pickup for me. I also wanted to add that I'm glad my code red defense email got a response. I honestly didn't expect you guys to have that long of a discussion with it. But it was pretty. It was a pretty good conversation. I like that you guys kept the discussion professional and didn't try to shoot me down. LOL. Which thank you. We <laughs> definitely would made the conscious effort not to be like complete douchebags. Unless you're uh, a fucking idiot and you say stupid shit. Yeah, like Jeremy. Yeah. Like- uh, the the main purpose of this email was to inform you guys of upcoming releases that you may not know about. I thought that you were worth. I thought they were worth mentioning. The first is Don Made Junior from synapse posted a photo this is actually something that i was gonna bring up in the news but i figured i would just uh do it in this email guys uh that's me talking by the way uh, so the don may jr posted a photo on sit uh, on a instagram actually and it was the tenembrae test disc and he mentioned that it was on version 3.0 and would probably need another version to fix some minor problems. <laughs> the awesome thing is is that he also commented on the photo and said there would be a stillbook version that includes a CD of the soundtrack and bonus extras that wouldn't be on the normal release. This got me pumped because that might mean we could be getting a similar edition for Suspiria. I know they will be expensive like the Demon still books, but it would be totally worth it for these Argento flicks. Also, Diabolic DVD is taking pre-orders for Guy and House Epic Blu-ray release set of pieces. I can barely wait to get my hands on this one. I wanted to add that I picked up Arrow's Blu-ray of Spider Baby after going back and listening to your Spider Baby podcast. Wow, somebody wow. listened to always it. Always tell somebody people to go back to and, and listen to it. And he said he absolutely loved the movie. I thought it had a perfect combo of dark humor and regular old school horror. The Arrow Blu-ray looks amazing and has great features. The last little thing is for moods. I was wondering if you knew where I could get a North American version of Ryan Nicholson's Famine. He doesn't have it on his movie... Uh, he doesn't have the movie in his plot digger online store and the only other version i can find is pal uk release which goes for 25 plus just thought i would ask if he knew of any indie web stores that might have it speaking of indie stores just wanted to throw out that there is a toe tag sale going on some real good deals including having dustin mills flicks for under 10 bucks okay sorry for the long email take it easy guys that is electric kool-aid hitting us up once again (laughs) not a fan of famine Hmm. Not a fan. Well, I actually don't know because if he doesn't have it on the plot digger site anymore, um, damn, I don't know who would be carrying it because I know the Blu-ray was limited uh, to 50 or something like that. I believe there's no copies. Actually, Ryan gave me one for free, uh, which I'm very proud to have because that's really cool that he sent me that just out of the kindness of his heart. It was pretty cool. Um, but I don't know who would be carrying that because I know the DVD is really, really hard to find. I think it may be the UK one. I know there's a, there is a European version somewhere. Um, I don't know, maybe like a German one or something. I'm not sure, but yeah, this is a really hard title to find. If it's not on the plot digger site, which, you know, I've don't fully recommend even ordering from there because I know a lot of people have had insane, insane problems with, you know, shipping (laughs) and stuff. And we've heard the horror stories and I've talked to Ryan personally about this and he's just, you even bring it up and he lowers his head and he's just, uh, he's like, I, I can't even, you know, begin how much problem this has caused. He just, it's a fucking headache for him. So, 
Um, but honestly, I really can't help you out with this famine. It's a really tough film to find now. Oh, yeah. Um, it took me a long time to find it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the UK one might be the Fucking the only way to get her now. Scotty sent it to me, actually. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. You know, cool. that Ryan Nicholson show we did still gets, like, tons of downloads. It's, it's one of our more popular shows considering it's just like more of a – it's not a franchise show or anything like super special. It's mm-hmm. funny how that works. We get like – there's a lot of people that, that see that – we get a lot of searches for that show too like through Google and stuff. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Sorry, man. Uh, famine is – it's not super, a good super movie hard. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and I don't as mind. For the- I actually don't mind it. I mean it's not Ryan's best and you know we even talked about that too. Uh, I briefly with him, yeah, but uh, well, again, he had a little bit of issues making that one, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're a big enough fan, you know, it's definitely worth the own. So, so yeah. as for the toe tag sale, um, I did check it out, and it's like a hundred or what it was it fifty five dollars for the uh, August Underground films, which I wanted, plus shipping, I think, which is a little bit more than I wanted to pay. I think well, it's around that price on you eBay. Be nothing though. Uh, well, I went to order them last year when they was doing a sale, and the shipping was eight fucking dollars. And I was like, "Are you kidding you? me, dude?" To me, I live in fucking Pittsburgh practically, and I was like, wow. "What the hell? Come get them for that price." Yeah, I'd go pick them up. <laughs> I was gonna say, "Fucking drive over there." And I messaged, uh, "What's his wife's name?" Shelby. Shelby. Yeah, I messaged her, and she's like, "I have no idea why it would be that much, but I'll look into it." And then I just said, "I just was like, fuck it, or whatever." Mm-hmm. But I would like to get those still. So, but that's just yeah. too much. Too much for my current yeah. situation. I don't really. I I got to see what's going on with this car first. It does seem a little crazy. Eight bucks. Huh. Wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that is voicemails and questions. Not much this week, which is really kind of interesting. Um. Alrighty. So get into knowledge, and I think this week's topic is going to be Christmas horror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So my idea behind this a little bit was it is our Christmas show. I'm pretty sure we've talked about Christmas horror before. Knowledge is a segment where we just kind of pick a topic and just roll with it a little bit. So figured more what's more fitting than Christmas horror. But one thing that I wanted to talk about specifically, two things really. One is, and I know we've kind of touched on this before, but one is why is there no serious Christmas horror films coming out really? And two... Why is there not many sequel horror Christmas films that have come out over the years? Uh, because if you remember, we did the Silent Night, Deadly Night show, which was an entire <laughs> franchise. And then we're doing Jack Frost Tonight, which in which is one of the only other film series to have a sequel that's in Christmas horror. Besides like Gremlins, but that one goes like regular film-wise. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If they make a sequel to Krampus, I'll actually be really upset. That film does not need a sequel. <laughs> I said the same thing. I totally said the exact same thing, too. When I left the theater, I'm like, there's no need for a sequel on this and bullshit. The- but, you know, but you know what? That movie, probably, I think it's done really well in the box really office. Good. Really so good. I, I, I'm assuming that they are going to jump all over that. Expect you know, Krampus 2. Well, next Michael Doherty needs to go I mean, do his fucking trick or treat too, and quit worrying about Krampus. So let me let me look up here what the box office was because I think it did like really. Okay. While I kept hearing that it was like fucking doing really well. Yeah. While Jeremy does that, I did want to bring this up because this was time kind of to go to my point a little bit where there's not very many Christmas movie sequels. It's just weird right. that so, hasn't happened. As of what's today, 
Friday. So the since heat. Wednesday, it's made thirty mil, thirty-one million dollars on a fifteen million dollar budget. So it is making money. money. So yeah. Silent Night, Bloody Night Two has just came out. It's out right now. Yeah, yeah. And I was curious to say, like, it's why? Like a sequel forty years later. Yeah, Silent Night, Bloody Night Two Revival. It's uh, <laughs> I, it came out man. like last week, I think. The DVD yeah. is fourteen ninety nine on Amazon, and I believe it is on the streaming services as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's fucking that... weird. Truthfully, yeah, didn't a... care for Silent Night, Bloody Night. I actually really enjoy that film. Surprising. Man. Maybe I just have to watch it again, but surprisingly, I didn't care for it. I think my favorite one out of all is probably Christmas Evil. But what's Silent Night, Bloody Night, The Homecoming? Is that just like because Silent Night, Bloody Night's public domain, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. but Adrian King's in that movie. Mm-hmm. Silent what? Night, Bloody Night, The Homecoming. What is that? No idea, but here it is. I remember seeing that. Like, I think you. I was reading about that. Or I don't even know what the hell the deal is with the. Really strange. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would recommend watching Silent Night, Bloody Night again, Steve. It's actually a pretty decent film. The problem is with that movie is watching the finding the best version of it. Uh, I should say yeah, the best transfer. The DVD I have it, it is really dark. Yeah, dude. And a lot of them are like that. I did pick up the oh, – I hate even mentioning this, but I picked up the the double feature – code red dvd of it and then i know that there was another company that put out silent night bloody night at the exact same time apparently in the transfer was just a little bit better than that one too but i have to say for you know the four or five copies or editions i have of silent Night bloody night the code red one is the best one i've seen so far which is odd considering you know they're known for having pretty shitty transfers but this one wasn't as dark as i was expecting it to be and um so it made it a little the point is what i'm getting at you know sometimes a transfer can affect your judgment of a film i know jp this happens this has happened to him in the past before right mm-hmm. yeah you know like transfers just kind of ruin it for you a little bit and so that could be a case steve you know yeah i have the dvd that was put out by catcom it was a double feature with christmas evil mm. really there was a double wow crazy Yes, yeah, that's the first public domain or like what? That's not public uh, I have the DVD, the double feature DVD put out by Catcom Films, and I have the Blu-ray put out by Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah, the I have the um, the Snaps DVD of Christmas Evil, and uh, of course the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray, which looks fantastic. Um, but even Snaps too, Snaps's uh, DVD Blu-ray or DVD release is is really good. It's really really fucking good. Yeah, way better than that older sure. trauma one. Way better than that older trauma release, man. It was terrible. So. so why why do you think that early on there was all these like all the Christmas horror films were like relatively serious, but now it seems like they're all comedy. I think it's just the way of the you know the way filmmaking is now. I mean, look at the abundance of horror comedies compared to you know different times. I mean, we've talked about this many times this year, even you know by itself is like. Is this year like going to be remembered as the year of the horror comedy? Well, Most I mean, likely. putting it into Christmas, I mean, yeah, I have to think, think so. of it this way: who would be that one guy to like totally shit on the holiday of Christmas by making a complete David dark, Sterling Christmas film? David Sterling. <laughs> Sterling. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Well, who who is that, Steve? Who is who? Who would be that person to make that sadistic? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, David Sterling. I can see, you know, surprisingly, I could see Rob Zombie probably. Oh, oh dude, man. Rob Zombie making a Christmas horror film? That would be amazing. 
Oh, yeah. that'd be amazing. I can't even think of that. That would blow yeah, my I, mind. I just, I'm just so overwhelmed with... Because you know, you know it would be serious too, right? That's the yeah, thing. Man. No, it would just be like the film to kind of like take you out of the whole holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want that in a way. Like that's what... Yeah. Like look at Black Christmas or Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like these films are are da- dark they, they were int- intentionally trying to freak you out like no film i feel like the mentality of that is gone altogether and especially in christmas films like nobody wants to put themselves out there and try to scare somebody because if it doesn't work it, you're gonna look like a jackass and people are gonna make fun of your movie and i really it's, think it's just people are are afraid to attempt it anymore because like we've we've talked about this many times in the past i think it's just easier to take that route for a film yeah, you know, it's disappointing. You know, Where's all you, the you, good filmmakers that are willing to try it, man? Well, where, where the fuck's all the Hanukkah movies? Those it's fuckers? easier to make a it horror comedy than it is fun. to make a serious horror film because when you, yeah, like we said before, if you fail at making a serious horror film, it's shitty. Yeah, you if you fail at making comedy, a comedy, just accept it. But it's also it's like it's fun. Then they can at least laugh because it's stupid. Exactly. Right? People just accept it. They're just like, ah, whatever. It I've is said what it once, is. and I've said it before. I am making a Hanukkah Harry slasher film. Fuck you guys. Nora Maniac. And it's going to be cheesy comedy, right? No, he's going to kill people with his menorahs and his dreidels and his... Sounds cheesy comedy. <laughs> his Jewish golden coins. And, if you uh, played that straightforward, that would be the best movie ever made. It's No just, comedy. It's it's frustrating to me because, like, I when I think of, like, Black Christmas, dude, it's a scary movie. Like, that's yeah, a freaky-ass awesome movie. And same mm-hmm. thing goes with Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, it's a bit more camp and slashery and fun. But as a child, Santa Claus That's with a fucking axe. Or you look at an all through the house, the Tales from the Crypt episode. Also, can you can take it funny now with certain yeah. scenes, the way she like hits him with the fire poker and stuff. But it's fucking scary at the end of the day. Look at the mm-hmm. mutant Santa Claus killer guy. Like, and yeah. I, there's all these films like Gremlins is is the prime example of the comedy one, but. Even that one has its moments. There really isn't, you know, in the last, you know, 25 years, there hasn't really been a lot of serious horror, Christmas horror films at all. Like, it is has true. There been, has there been any? I really can't even think I of. I don't think so. The only one that I can possibly think of that doesn't have those com or those comedic elements to the point where it's considered like a horror comedy is Rare Exports. You know, it's kind of. Yeah, that's not it, really a, a direct horror film either, though. It's like a fantasy type deal, isn't it? It is, but, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, you could kind of, you know, put this in different categories for sure. But, you know, if you want to call it a horror film, it's a little more serious. It has really kind of goofy elements to it. It's not like goofy. It's kind of a bad word, but it's just so fucking in left field. This movie is so strange, mm-hmm. but it's got a really good idea. But the fact of the matter is it's not a full-blown horror comedy. Well, I mean, uh, take the films that are coming out today. Take, for example, Cesar Nato's Deadly Christmas. Yeah, yeah, straight up horror, which is a fun film. Cadaver Christmas, also a fun film. Oh, yeah. That was what I was exactly. Thinking, so. Oh, you know what? Um, I would probably say Dead End. Oh, that movie's fucking good. That's also good, comedy. That's a good French film, fucking Dead End. You think? What, you Dead like End? It? Like Dead End's considered like a horror comedy? Yeah, the the mother. Uh, like yeah, where they're she, driving on the road. Yeah, yeah, she's she's all kooky and shit and saying funny stuff. Like, I mean, honestly, it's it's dark, dark comedy. That's that's probably one of the more serious ones. I love that end, but um, it still is a little comedic. yeah. There is cracks and stuff in there, but I don't think it's meant to be like you know straight up horror comedy. Yeah, but it's also not like a straight Christmas film either, right? It just takes no. place on Christmas. 
Exactly. But guess exactly. what it is? It's fucking French. Is it? Yeah, it's French Canadian. Just imagine a Christmas oh, horror film made by the guys. That doesn't count. Inside. It's still oh, fuck. You mean that doesn't count? What a dick! Yeah, it's, it's Canada, dude. A fucking asshole, It's man. Canada. They're still. Oh, so French, Ryan Nicholson's films Y'all don't are the count? same place. It, They're still French. So Ryan Nicholson's films don't count. They're not French. Oh, for fuck's sake! They're still from Canada. I'm not saying they're not. That's what I'm saying. They are. They're Canadian films. Oh, you're discluding. Oh, the the French Canadians. Yeah, oh, that's what. That's I'm what not. I'm... They're Canada's. But Dead End <laughs> is considered a French film. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. I, it's probably because it was made there. What was it actually made in Quebec? Is yeah. that what it's saying? Okay. That's um, but yeah, it is really hard to find any serious horror films from like the last 25 years, uh, like Christmas related horror films. It, it, that's really strange. I have to say, man, there's so many. It's so disheartening, dude, because that's what I really want. Is. I just want it so bad. You want to talk about disheartening, man. I know Steve has seen Krampus, and, you know, honestly, Steve, I don't know if you listened to my review I did last week of this, but I don't, I'll just kind of go briefly through it again. But I was talking about, like, the comedy elements of this film and how it completely ruined the movie for me. I thought, like, you know, everything that was kind of leading up to, you know, the scene with the, uh, I'll just say, the gingerbread guys. Mm-hmm. Is really the breaking point in the film where I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me with this I shit. I agree. I absolutely and agree. It really ruined it for me. But even up until that point, I was I was dealing with the comedic elements because, of course, the actors and the script and stuff. And I knew kind of going in was going to be like that a little bit. But I didn't expect full comedy relief, you know, of the anti, you know, the drunk anti, like everything that she was cracking was just kind of getting blah, blah, blah. But, dude, did they not ruin the whole look and feel? Uh, the atmosphere of that film was fantastic, right? I agree. 100%. It looks so good, and like when when the daughter goes outside and like that snowy atmosphere, and they they created such a like a well, it was just a really well put together film up until you know the comedy kind of ruined it. Well, you can kind of expect that too, just looking at the trailers, seeing you know the cast I don't watch, of the film. The thing is, I don't watch trailers anymore. Yeah, like we don't, we all don't watch. I avoid them for this purpose because I didn't. I don't want to see any of that shit going into this. But man, dude. You know, I, I can see why people are really digging Krampus, you know, if you can accept that comedy. But it just – it didn't stop though, man. You know, I, I found like some people were saying that even in the third act, the, it wasn't as comedic and stuff. I disagree, man. I there was still, too. There was still fucking cracks in the third act Well, where all these like weird shit – I will say, I don't know if you agree with me, but doesn't the third act remind you of like the best made full moon film ever? <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> with does, all right? those creatures and stuff. Yeah, like just the way they kind of did it. It's like – you take a full moon film and just put it into Hollywood and this is what you get. You know? I kind of really expected to see something like the ginger dead man come out and mm-hmm. just say like some Gary Busey type lines. But honestly, if you just took this Krampus film and, and just kind of rolled with that dark theme, you know, you can have a little bit of cracks in there and stuff, but just kept that, you know, that tone to the film this movie would have been really fucking good. If yeah. they ended it, like I told you, earlier how they should have ended it then i would have given it so much more credit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean uh, i I just i I, I, probably the biggest disappointment of the year the thing is i didn't hate this movie there is a lot of elements i really enjoyed but it is probably by far my biggest disappointment of the year because i was just like so enthralled at the beginning of this film i was like this is fucking awesome and then bam basically take national lampoon's christmas vacation and give it a hard twist that's what you're gonna get it's pretty much right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, the shitty family comes to visit, and then fucking shit starts going on. But, yeah, the uh, guy from uh, Anchorman and the Comebacks is exactly like the new version of Cousin Eddie. There's <laughs> pretty a, much exactly right. It's a good comparison. Even yeah. the fact that uh, 
moods like you mentioned dead end and and yeah i mean p2 is another one i think of a little bit but th- like i said they just take place on christmas but even look at dead end though P2's- that film's 13 years old at this point mm-hmm. p2 like, is actually pretty straightforward yeah yeah and it's it's weird to think about that and and you know what honestly like say what you want about the black christmas remake and and how fucking stupid it is compared to the first one at least it's fucking kind of hardcore i agree well it's trying to be serious too right i mean yeah. for the most part yeah so I, I i give him props for that i mean that movie honestly has one of the best looking casts in it i know <laughs> those chicks are so hot so you know one hot. of them's uh the little girl from pete and pete oh yeah I forget her name. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, little girl from Pete and Pete. What's the, what's a, what's oh, Pete's dude. little friend? The girl. Oh, uh, Nona. Nona. Yeah. Trettenberg. Yeah, she grew up and got really hot. Yeah. I think uh, when I reviewed this in my Twenty Five Days of Christmas or I think I even talked about how I've, you know, I, I felt shitty every time those hot chicks were dying because I just like I just wanted to see them more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like one of those type of films is strange. I'm a, I'm not a I'm not a like huge hater of that movie. Like I know that it's got its problems and stuff, but it's still pretty for a mainstream release. Like it's pretty. There's like incestual themes to it, and there's like mm-hmm. the flesh Christmas cookies, which I like. There's some I think cool my moments. biggest I think my biggest <laughs> problem was is that they just kind of focused a little too much on those other type of you know subplots and things like that were going on in the film. I can't quite. Remember. I haven't seen it in a couple years, mm-hmm. but I know I did have issues with it. But yeah, I mean that definitely is one of the more darker christmas you know related film horror in, films, in, so. a, in a pool filled with no dark christmas films it's like it stands alone and for that reason alone maybe i, I like it for that you know you know it, it's a really interesting point you bring up like thinking about it now it's really crazy that they don't make serious ones anymore considering the 70s and 80s you know it was pretty much all serious ones you know yeah. they just kind of they just went complete opposite i mean you got you know, Black Christmas and Silent Night, Bloody Night. And then, and then of course, I mean, you got your cheese, your camp, your ones, like you said, with Silent Night, Deadly Night. And, um, of course, uh, Christmas Evil is, you know, it's played pretty straight. It's it's still a little weird. It's, it's the perfect film. contrast, dude. This, yeah. this happy holiday in which you're yeah. supposed to have this joy and this just sadistic, dark murder and violence. Mm-hmm. Like, it to me, it's there's nothing better than it, really, when it comes to, like, straight horror. Like, if you want to be, like, straight, like like violent horror and just scary and just you know hardcore like christmas Mm -hmm. is a great holiday to set your horror film on uh yeah i i would i would be i almost feel like you could use that as a marketing campaign alone is like hey this is this is this is hardcore horror right here and it's on christmas like because nobody's done everybody be like i haven't seen one of those in forever you know this Mm -hmm. is the silent night deadly night of our generation or something Definitely missing those gritty films, man. 1975's Night Train Murders. You know, it takes place on Christmas. And it's, you know, the best way to describe the film, if you've never seen it, it's basically Last House on the Left on a train. It's essentially what it is. It's awesome. It's fucking, it's gritty. It's dirty. It it makes you want to take a shower after you finish the film. And it's awesome. It's fucking straightforward. And it's brutal. It's a really, really nasty, brutal film. And it's, you know, it has that Christmas type theme to it. So that's another one. You got Don't Open uh, Till Christmas from 84. Again, it's on the lines of a little campier slasher. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people say they don't like this. So I think it's fun. But the thing with this movie is that it had a lot of production problems. I think there was like three different directors on this one. So it's kind of like all over the place. But, you know, at least it's not fucking straight up, uh, you know, comedy. Like I love Black Christmas and and Silent Night, Deadly Night so much and especially Black Christmas because it really is like – 
it stands alone as like the greatest Christmas horror film. And just in terms of like, it captures everything that you want in a horror film and Christmas at the same time. Mm-hmm. We'll take yeah. a dark and sadistic film like uh, Moods Knows This One, Crazy Murder, and set it on Christmas. Oh, my God. How the Crazy Murder Stole Christmas. <laughs> oh, that would be... <laughs> Jesus. I don't even know what to think of that, man. Ah, oh, Crazy Murder. That probably... That is definitely the movie that's made me gag the most ever in a film. That's the movie that stopped me from eating McDonald's for a couple months. Oh God, yeah, man! Oh, Remember the did you post that Steve? trailer or something? I yeah, I sent a lot of people a trailer. Oh, I started out my review with a puke bucket, and I was just getting sick into it. <laughs> it was like, <"Bleh."> <laughs> it's <fucking laughs> gross, man. It really is. That's kind of all I really wanted to say about it. I just, I just miss the idea of like having a scary Christmas horror movie, and it saddens me, to, especially like this, this, these two films we're about to talk about, kind of really made me just like want to watch black Christmas or something else, you know? Oh, it's like there's room for the Santa sleighs of the world. I'm not saying there's not, I like Santa sleigh. It's just, I would love to see. Oh, return to form. I just thought of one. I know this one is, and I know if you're from the Netherlands or whatever, and I think it has a totally different type of meaning to you, to them. Um, but the movie saint or Sint. Uh, from 2010 this movie is not yeah. a horror comedy and it's you know it's got those christmas elements and stuff this one's straight up horror that's straight cool. up i have heard of that one i haven't seen it though yeah and then you know because uh, the this other one year I... in particularly we had so many christmas horror movies this year right is there one that's serious i have heard i haven't seen it i've been wanting to get it though i just couldn't find it uh I've been meaning to ask you guys a Christmas horror story, or as Walmart calls it, a holiday Christmas. Yeah, story. I reviewed it. It's definitely comedy. It's fun. It's the funnest Christmas movie that I've seen this year, but it's it's comedy. I think the thing happen. that makes me appreciate Krampus a little more is it's a film that doesn't involve a guy in a Santa suit just hacking at people. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I think with with uh, a Christmas horror story, I think it, you know, it definitely has those comedic moments, but it's not the main focus of the film. In my opinion, I, I, re- I enjoyed it though. I mean, there's no, definitely... it's a great movie. I mean, I, I give it like a 7.5 or something, but it's definitely, it definitely like when you have elves running around, zombie elves running around, like fuck you, Santa, suck a dick or something, you know, like that's yeah, exactly. pure comedy at that point. I have to say it's, Oh, I fucking loved the ending of that movie, man. Yeah. So it was good. fun. Yeah, really, really well, well-made stuff. So, um, oh, dude, they're just like coming to me left and right. What about the children from two thousand eight? See, I haven't seen that one either. Is that, that one that has either. a lot to do with Christmas or just set on Christmas? It's set on Christmas. It's basically, these families that get together and yeah, it's set on Christmas. Yeah, um, it's considered a Christmas horror film. Yeah, there, for sure. there's there are a few serious ones that that are more more just kind of set on Christmas. Like the, mm. the P two of the world and stuff, but yeah, I, this I, one I, definitely has a Christmas feel to it, though. Okay, like there's trees good. and there's lights. And, you know, it's it's the, the point is the family's getting together for Christmas. Okay, right. So essentially, it has a storyline, but um, yeah, this one's really doesn't have much comedy to it. So just imagine a Christmas horror film made by the same dudes that did Inside. Oh. Well, Inside, inside actually takes place on Yeah, Christmas. I was about to yeah, say. Yeah, that's right. Somebody told it's me that. It's been funny. That. I never consider Inside to be a Christmas because it doesn't really have that yeah, Christmas, Christmas feel. It just happens to be set on Christmas Eve, I believe. That's because that the French don't celebrate Christmas. Christmas at all to me. They don't celebrate Christmas? Nah, they don't. Are you being serious? Yeah. 
Here's one thing I'll bring up. It seems that a lot of the sequels, if there are any sequels to any Christmas horror films, it seems that the sequels do not feel like Christmas at all. Are there any sequels besides Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Jack Frost? Uh... Well, I guess there's Silent Night, Bloody Night now. Yeah, yeah I was just about to say. Uh, even, like, regular Christmas films, like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2, I don't think that had much to do with Christmas. Yeah, that one doesn't really feel like it, but Home Alone did. Home Alone, yeah, oh, Home Alone is one. Home Alone actually has five movies. It's uh-huh. crazy. Well, Home Alone 3 didn't feel like Christmas. I think that took place after huh? Christmas. Did you say no, JP? I thought it only had four. Oh, no, it's five. got five. When yeah, did the they fifth did. one come out? I don't know, but ABC. I have it. ABC Family did like a TV special. Oh, that's Something. so gay. They're terrible, though. Oh, I know. I don't know why they keep fucking making those Well, bullshit. honestly, they could make them, though. It wouldn't be hard to make one. They just mm. fucking suck at it. <laughs> yeah, they don't utilize on, like, the whole elaborate <laughs> traps and shit. They also don't really capture the holiday feel that the first two did. Because it really does capture the holiday season great. Home Alone 3 didn't <clears throat> capture that feeling at all. No, it did Part 4. I... I stopped at three. I actually did watch four because I was like in fourth grade when that came out. So I kind of liked it at that point. But now I can do without. All right. You guys want to get into these uh, Jack Frost is. is, is. Oh, yeah. All righty. So getting into the featured reviews uh, of this episode 67, the Christmas extravaganza third annual show. Um, so for this week, we are going to be talking about, um, well, uh, the 1997 film titled Jack Frost. Wait, you have a look of disgust on your face. Yeah, I'm just looking. Funny. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, why up. the fuck would you pick these? Because I think they're fucking <laughs> fun as shit, man. They're so bad. Jack Frost, we'll get to Jack Frost too. As I said earlier today, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, but at least Jack Frost won. I think tomorrow is going to be a good reason, a good explanation as to why I picked these movies. Okay, so Jack Frost from 1997, some 90s goodness right here, right? All right, so storyline. Serial killer is genetically mutated in a car wreck on the way to his execution. Somehow. After which he becomes a murdering snowman hellbent on revenge for the sheriff who caught him. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Now, how shitty does the fucking snowman suit look? It looks like a fucking guy that has a freaking white painted white oven mitts, and they're not even painted white. And he has it a, is. It, it's just like, it's a foam suit, like oven has, mitts. And, yeah, and he has a fucking like a foam snow globe on his head that was painted white, and probably have some eyes cut out. And, well, just put it this way: at least the production value of Jack Frost One is a little better than Jack yes. Frost Two. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's kind of fucking sad that this movie looks like a fucking million dollar film compared to the sequel. Part two looks did like, anybody else consider like bumping their rating up for part one it. after watching part two? <laughs> <laughs> no. But, but no. there's so many things that like don't make sense in this movie, a.k.a. how the fuck do you fill up a bed of fucking antifreeze out of like 20 bottles? It's like 
you fucking make like a pool of antifreeze, but you only have fucking well, 20 bottles in the fucking window. I, you fucking stupid continuity assholes. Well, the, the thing is like, yeah, where the hell did they get all those bottles from? Like, they just had all that shit sitting around. It was like the hardware store that was selling like fucking ice and shit all, sto- all story long. But still, man, you need off. a thousand fucking bottles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, and then it's he's fucking, and then you're at, and added to that, you fucking have some hilarious Ed Wood type of fucking wrestling moves with fucking Jack Frost versus the Sheriff. That looks like freaking Bella Lugosi fighting the fucking octopus in, in fuck what movie. one of Ed Wood's movies. I mean, it's fucking terrible. It, it's really sad. It's really sad, like, starting right from the top of this film that, you know, the opening credits. I actually kind of like the way they did the opening credits in this film. No, man, that it, girl's it, voice is fucking... It, but it's, I, I don't say this often. It is the most retardedest voice I've ever heard in my life. We're allowed to say retarded on the show. We've explained why. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the opening credits are actually it's it's funny to me because the opening credits in this film is they're better than the entire Jack Frost two film. <laughs> and that's just ridiculous, man. Like, I, I got to be honest. Straight I like up, how guys. they did it. They tell the story. You know, they tell this kind of like kitty story. And I don't know. It's OK. No, I yeah, like daddy. Yeah, I like that. What happened? At yeah, least they put some fucking anymore. effort into this. Yeah, film. it's effort. And yeah. one thing that I will say about this one right off the bat, just so I can kind of get it out the way, is this film does have charm to it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> fucking crickets over there. <laughs> Jeremy's like, <laughs> Jeremy's like what? I do got to admit, though, watching it for the first time after the uh, second kill, I want to say, I thought it was going to be a lot darker than what I was expecting. Oh, uh, yeah. Really? You it's, have a kill in this movie that's almost as laughable as Children of the Corn 2 wheelchair kill. That makes no fucking sense. So the fucking kid's head gets chopped off by the sled, and it fucking goes from right to left when the fucking sled was going from left to right, and it's fucking terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you noticed that, that too? Actually. Holy shit, Ryan <laughs> killed they just, Billy. They just, like, threw the head up in the air. They're like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. We're just going to keep <laughs> going anyway because we don't uh, have time to do another take. I love that. <laughs> well, the thing that made me a little bit more intrigued was seeing the chick from American Pie in it. Oh yeah. Oh, Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon yeah. Elizabeth. This this what? had to be one of her first films, eh? I don't know. This is well, her. When first did the film come out? I think this is her first. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. I, I think it's her know first is, role. Yeah. Where's the fucking titties in both of these films? I was like expecting. Yeah, there is some. no titty. Yeah, good point. Well, there's ass. There's a little bit of ass. Yeah, there was. The, she was in a few other things, but uh, she was in one other film called Blast, and then she did a few TV before doing this. Mm-hmm. And then she did Scary Movie Part One, and then American Pie Part One and Two. Yeah. The the one thing about this film that I always take away from it is the ridiculous puns that are in this movie, and like they're almost. What's the difference on the between line. Snow Women and Snowmen? They got cans. <laughs> Snowballs. They got balls. They got balls. Yeah, man. This movie. I mean, some of the puns are like, honestly, this sounds funny, but they're all like on the same level as like child's play, man. It, it, like some of the, they just totally remind me of those type of jokes. Well, you know, I was clearly based off the Charles. Oh Lewis. yeah, this it guy seems like a film sure. about Charles oh, big time. But the puns right. are like identical. I swear to movie. God, for sure, I was like, dude, this Jack Frost is supposed to be like the same type of voice acting as Brad Dourif did for for Chucky. And know, honestly, right? if they would have got Brad Dourif to do this, like it might have actually, where it probably would have been very similar. 
Especially I, I, in the flashback scenes where he's like getting taken to jail and he's saying yeah. this stuff to uh, the sheriff saying like, I will find you somehow, some way. I immediately saw Brad Dourif. Yeah, yeah, that guy's mean looking though. That yeah, actor, no, he, he actually looks the part. Yeah, he seems like somebody we know. <laughs> yeah, no names. Yeah, dude, um, I fucking lost it when they were talking about it. And they're like, I, I think it was Billy. Is that his name? And 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 the chick is like, ah, we could go out later and we could go snowballing. And I was like, oh my god, I fucking lost my shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's so because I was like, what? Are, are you gonna like spit cum in the guy's mouth or something? Like Jesus. Yeah, they were obviously talking about something else, but I know it but... sounds retarded when they say it. Period. We could go snowballing. I was like, I guess that guy oh, likes the, to Dude, it gets mom. so... Like, this film has to be aware. Like, it, it, right? It had to have been aware of what it was doing because... Like, oh, it's self-aware. Nadia time. fucking is blow-drying her hair out of nowhere. Literally, Nadia. the only reason she starts <laughs> And then she takes a bath. And then she takes yeah, a bath. <laughs> but the reason she starts blow-drying her hair is so that she can't hear the murders of her boyfriend in the other room. Well, she has music playing, It's so too. convenient for the plot. Yeah, she turns on the music, yeah, yeah. blow dries her hair. First of all, there's a blow dryer sitting in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, just a <laughs> It shelf. doesn't make any sense, man. And then there's it another one sense. sitting on a police desk at the police station. Like, who has <laughs> these random-ass hair dryers? Why are they there? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm confused. Did, uh, did Jack rape her, or did he just bang yeah, her he head against the wall? Her. I think he was raping her because well, he takes I, his nose and he puts it back up top. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I was just know. waiting. I mean, we could assume, but dude, are you telling me that when he takes his nose off and puts it, takes it, reaches up and puts it back on his nose right afterwards? Where else would his nose be? True. Yeah. True. I mean, they just <laughs> didn't get graphic with it because, that, it, like, you I know. know that's such a weird part though. Like, but I don't know. I mean, if you're just going to show that and just kind of insinuate, I I don't know. I guess so. I was waiting but. for the ginger jokes to come in. I was like, there was no ginger jokes because the kid was clearly a fucking ginger. So I was like, oh, I don't think the ginger gin- was a thing. Back that kid wasn't now. seen much at all in this film, though. The whole like ginger making fun of thing didn't happen until much later. This was Man. like '97. Be like, go, let's go make some gingerbread. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want you to get cold, so I put antifreeze. Listen, I mean, if you were the dad, wouldn't you is... be more mad knowing that, that your kid so was retarded. trying to kill you? I put, I put antifreeze in the fucking, in the freaking whatever he was making. It's like yeah, you I put be anti kissing him. I'd be like, what the hell's the Listen, matter with you, kid? I put antifreeze in the fucking. No, they, it, it, it's anti-freeze. Them, then. Who the fuck says anti? Like they overpronouncing it. Anti. That's like anti- probably the actual association. We just. I don't know, man. I've never heard anyone say like kind of break it down to anti. I didn't want anti-freeze. You to cold, so I put, anti-freeze. So I put anti-freeze and. <laughs> it's anti-freeze, man. Come on, get that dude, one fucking word. Listen, how funny! Like as soon as the movie starts and you have the dad coming into his house and his kid, his kid is spooning that oatmeal shit that he's making, and he carries it over to his dad to put it in a plastic bag, and it's falling over all over the floor and shit. I'm like. Dude, this kid is not that young. Like, he's not th- young enough to not know that that's fucking stupid that you're going to drop shit all over the floor. He's got to be at least, like, 12 years old. Yeah, I'm like, like, I'm thinking, like, this is fu- so fucking stupid. I'd smack him in the head. I'd be like, what are you doing? Why yeah, you haven't your parents like taught you not to use the things under the sink? Like, you're old enough to cook, but you literally oh, yeah. can't. You're, you're not old enough to not be, like, too clumsy and, like, little to, 
to like drop food all over the floor. Like you know, in the original Child's Play, when Andy brings in his mom and it's all yeah. spilling everywhere and shit, that makes sense because he's such a little kid, right? But this yeah, kid's like, like wow, he's not cute like that anymore. <laughs> no, he's definitely not. He's definitely not. And I was just like, no. this is so bad. And another thing I noticed like right away is. Even though this film does is like ev- like all the snow is fake as fuck, all like everything just looks like it was filmed in like heat in like the hot. It looked like shaved coconuts. Yeah. Oh man, I do I, think that, that's this one thing. Film manages to capture a little bit of Christmas vibe in the nighttime scenes later on. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I mean the set pieces used in part two are just so much worse than this, but. Uh, but this one definitely has its problems. Like there's some of the daytime shots are so bad, like you can tell it's probably thirty degrees out. You know, the, the road is completely dry and then it's got this really shitty fake flake snow. Yeah. Like, like, it's you know, even in the very beginning when like, they're mushy. driving down the road. It's, like you can tell it's not snowing. But that's the charm of the film right there. Like they you know, filmed this like, film you know in California, dude. Like it's not cold. <laughs> totally. But the thing is, when it's that sunny out and you have snow like on your grass and uh, – it's most likely going to melt and get the road wet. I just love how the road is bone dry. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it doesn't have like the black, uh, what do they call it? Like slushy stuff all over the place. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have that sludge or anything. Yeah. <laughs> one, th- one thing from this movie that always makes me laugh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but is the music playing when there's like kill scenes. It's like so happy feely. It's like but this I, perfect I like that Christmas film. Because it's like it's so funny. Like, I love that yeah. too, man. It just it just adds it, it just kind of brings a smile to your face, right? They're just not taking the shit serious at all, but you know it's just it I adds mean. to the charm of it, man. This is the difference between like th- these type of films and Mutantis, which essentially are the same style, right? They're done yeah. the same way in terms of like the type of humor, but this Except one just has more right. heart and charm to it than something like that. And that's why I kind of dig this one a little bit. It remind, it's like a it's like a Thanksgiving type of charm. Yeah, I could see that. Mm, I don't know if it's that, like that level of fucking Z grade filmmaking. <laughs> no, no, know. no. It's definitely not that low budget. But I'm saying, yeah, like, the production. But value I mean, don't get anybody know the budget on the this? production value in the film again is like really, really low. But man, it looks like a million dollar film compared to the second. It's one. hard to not compare it to that <laughs> second one. It's right? funny. It's like insane how different they are, man. But even like the editing in this movie is so B level too, right? There's a lot of transitions and stuff that are just I don't know. There's something about the editing in this film is strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they really right? pay make... much attention to it, but I noticed in like, so many scenes like, it just jumps. Yeah, like it's very choppy and weird, and it's just it's not well put together. Let's just put it that way. But again, some odd way it just kind of adds to the charm of it. I, I, you know, getting back to the the puns and like the stupid one-liners in this film. Fuck, dude. Some of the one some of the lines in this film are actually funny. Like I love yeah. when. I love when Jack Frost says the world's most pissed off snow cone. <laughs> I fucking love that line, man. I, it's like one of my favorite ones. Just, I don't know why I always laugh at that, but I love that line. This film came out the year before the uh, Michael Keaton like family Jack Frost. Do you think they knew that was coming and they tried to like you know maybe confuse people, have them rent this? Because this is back when the video store. This was the first time that the video store was really doing direct to video. Like this was that '90s era, that that mid late '90s area where direct to video started happening, like with Full Moon and stuff. So this this was definitely a direct to video film. There's like no, you can't find a budget on this thing. What do you guys think the budget would be? Uh, one and a half million. One and a half million. Yeah. Fuck, I would be no. so surprised, dude. I was I was thinking like probably thirty, forty bucks. 
I was thinking uh, like three hundred thousand. You made that joke yeah. last week, Moots. It's not funny. Anymore. Oh, shut up! Oh, they probably shit. used all the money on the fake snowman and the antifreeze. Well, the, the effect when the fucking <laughs> yeah, they when spent he spent so the much first, on that when he put the fucking uh, <clears throat> antifreeze on the guy first, like, and his head is like half melted. That was pretty cool. That's pretty a cool fact. But it's like his fucking brain hanging out. Yeah, I, I, you know, one thing about this movie that. Uh, Another thing that makes me laugh is, you know, how they kind of throw in this like subplot kind of not really twist, but you know how like the scientist doesn't want to, you know, kill off Jack Frost because he wants to do, you know, um, some tests and, you know, he's priceless. He's priceless and stuff. I just love how they throw this into the film because really they, there's just nothing else there or else this movie would have been like 70 minutes. So they have to kind of throw in this angle. Oh, yeah. And it's literally the same angle that's in every single fucking movie where there's like a experiment gone wrong. Like, exactly. I just literally love how everyone. Just, I just love how they just throw this in. All of a sudden he just appears. And he's like, hey, and by the way, you know, this is pretty interesting. You know, don't kill him. <laughs> yeah. Like, every time it makes me laugh. It's so stupid because, you know, for a fucking fact that this is not going to happen. You know, it's great B, B movie making right there. Awesome stuff. Oh, man. But I have to say, though, man, this movie, it does grit on me, man, with, like, the general dialogue, though. The general dialogue in this film is just – it's its funny, but it's so bad. Like, the script is terrible. Like, the screenplay. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, like – There's it's, just so much bad back and forth in this film. Like, like, it, it feels like – like, honestly, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It feels like I could, like, write this shit, which is always a bad thing if I could do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy yeah exactly I don't know man but uh, I have to say man the one of the you know the scene where you know he fucking basically well, I guess it's kind of the, the end scene I, I don't know if this is a spoiler or whatever but um, basically when Jack Frost goes through the window I have to say man that shit looks so fucking funny to me because it's oh, yeah, dude. It's just the way they shot it you can tell it's just like a big foam fucking yeah. jack frog oh it just looks so funny dude <laughs> makes me piss my pants every time again the cheapest production value but good stuff good stuff I don't really know what to say about this movie man to be honest no I think it's it's fun pretty charming it's, and it's fun I always have a blast watching this film um but I I do love the one-liners in this film there's so many stupid ones man like even by the sheriff like you left the 710 split my god i i will just say this guys so bad the director of this film was like live chatting like commentating on twitter like tweeting out like stuff well because this film played on chiller the other night and uh he was like live talking about it which was pretty cool i'm reading through his comments a little bit does he have any like decent input for the film uh, yeah, he keeps pulling up original props. He's like, original prop of Jack Frost knows and like takes a picture of it. <laughs> uh, well, here's one question for him. How come that DVD is so out of print? He said it was expensive? 90 degrees when they filmed it <laughs> up in Oh, Big that Bear. makes sense. <laughs> totally makes sense. High winds, no real snow, obviously. Uh, I think that's cool. We probably could have got him for an interview if I would have, like, you know, planned this out, you know? <laughs> That's pretty cool, though, man. <laughs> yeah, because he hasn't really made... He hasn't directed anything else. Well, he did, what, part two, right? Part yeah. two, that's it. That was his yeah. last movie. You know, the one one scene in this film, that, or one 
thing that always annoys the shit out of me, man, is the scene where the sheriff is in the car with his son and the water starts pouring in. <laughs> and of course, Jack Frost makes the funny ass joke about, you know, your car's flooded. Um, or your engine's flooded or whatever. But anyways, because he's telling the sheriff is telling the son, he's like, don't touch the water. Don't touch the water. Right. And then in like the very next scene when the sheriff's in the house and he the door's shut, he's trying to stuff the paper in the door to like stop the water from coming in. Well, if you watch that scene, his hands are just getting drenched with the water. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, his okay. hands are saturated. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like you're touching it. Nothing happens. So it's fucking stupid. Makes, makes the whole car scene just ridiculous. But I don't know. Stupid things like that. I guess they're expected, right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's just like, it's literally the next scene. Fucking so funny, man. A lot of plot holes. A lot. Of, like, I remember the, 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 it's so hard to even like pick this apart because like, what the fuck's the point? You know, it's all bad. But there's a, there's a scene where the guy's like sitting, the, the boyfriend's sitting in the sheriff's house. They go to the sheriff's house to have sex. And he's like, he hears somebody pull in and he's like, yeah, I'm just in here, Sheriff. I swear I'm not stealing anything. It's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm not a robber. I swear. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? He's not a it's robber. It's me, Billy. I'm not and a burglar. Then he grabs a knife out of the thing. He's trying to grab a knife. And there's a little comedic moment where he keeps grabbing the wrong thing. But I'm like, okay, you're not a robber, yet you're getting armed with a knife. <laughs> like, it makes no sense, dude. He <laughs> keeps peeking out the door screaming, who's out there? Yeah, he's like, Sheriff? Sheriff, it's just Billy, <laughs> or whatever the fuck his name is. Ah, uh. <laughs> uh. uh, it's it's a fun film, man. No, like literal said, laughs. Charm. Literal yeah. laughs from me, and which is rare because I don't laugh at stuff. Yeah, I'm like the Grinch, essentially. <laughs> no, you're just a Mexican. Half, half. So you say Mexicans don't have any sense of humor? Typically not. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was the Germans. <laughs> Nah. The Germans don't have any sense of humor. But yeah. All right. Ratings. Yeah. Um, so I had to go back. I had to go back and actually check out my review I'd done for this couple years ago. And uh, I, I think, you know, I'm essentially going to stick with the exact same rating I gave it. Um, because, you know, like we said, I think this movie has a shitload of charm. Um, and, you know, this rating is based on, you know, like a B-level type scale, too. Because, I mean, th- this movie is you just have to take it for what it is um but the the thing about this movie is that it's entertaining you know it it goes by pretty pretty fast actually um for what it is and i am going to stick with my original rating on this one i'm going to give it a 7 um, so, I, I, I honestly, I honestly have so much fun with this movie every time I watch it. I also have fun with this one, and this is the only time I've ever seen it. I remember when I was a kid, actually, my cousin had rented it and he was a little older than me and he's like dude i seen jack frost and i was like oh i seen that too like the one you know was, i was talking about the one with michael keaton and he was like no dude jack frost Seven. <laughs> that's a little delayed reaction but Seven. um me personally it's definitely a bad movie and my ratings are more factored on like just how good the movie is and not like how much i enjoy it because i'm a weirdo and enjoy things that shouldn't be enjoyed but I still do factor some entertainment value when I do my ratings. I just don't lean on it heavy like Moods does. So I'm going to go and give it a very generous 5 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Figured so. Jeremy? I'm going to go back to my old school style of just saying 4 out of 10. So like what is, what is this base? Like you didn't enjoy this at all? 
I enjoyed it enough to give it a four. <laughs> now, is it because like it's just that's as good as it is? It's just it's as good as a four out of ten. Yeah, that's your, yeah. Well, it's, spec, it's funny and it has, spec wise. Yeah, I think it is. You know, technically a four out of ten. Jeremy's but, rating is more appropriate than both of ours in terms of just a complete from an from not. I don't think any anything's appropriate of, because everyone has a different. You know, no, I'm saying if you're gonna tell a random person like this is how good this movie is, not not somebody who is a fan of horror comedies or a fan of the low budget stuff. If you're just talking to a the most average person ever, that's probably the rating that that would make the most sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Steve. In all, I found it to be enjoyable. It's not a film that I'm going to be demanding to watch every Christmas season. (laughs) It did have its moments, definitely. Uh, Some of the kills I did really enjoy a lot. Um, I'll have to give it my honest rating at a 6 out of 10. Okay, so very different on all of us. It's like a little scale. 4, 5, 6, and 7. Uh, makes the vote. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I hope we're not this high on the next one. Uh, God, I doubt it. This, this next movie is like fucking ten out of ten for me. Yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> Do you guys All have right. any iced coffee? Ice coffee. Oh, Ice coffee. Get my pun from Jack Frost too. Fine. Ugh. Okay, so moving along into the sequel of Jack Frost, Jack Frost 2 Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman from the year 2000. So three years later, we get a sequel to Jack Frost. Uh, All right, so... um, (laughs) I don't want to read that. But yeah, the uh, the storyline. Oh, this is actually really funny. In the sequel... In the sequel of the first Jack Frost movie, Sheriff Sam Titler and his wife Anne and Sam's two deputies decide to go on a Caribbean vacation <laughs> to take their minds off the traumatic the traumatic events of the previous movie in a place with absolutely no snow. Yeah, it's a, not a bad idea. Their holiday will be short-lived, however, as the thawed murderer gets inadvertently refrozen and brought back to life. As if that weren't bad enough, he now has the ability to remain frozen even in tropical temperatures, and he is headed south to settle more old scores. (laughs) Oh, boy. The fucking stupidest fucking premise for a movie ever. Ever. It's. I just want to know what's up with all these fucking. There's stock footage in this movie. Is there? I think like when they're like flying over the fucking pool with all the people laying at the pool. I think that's totally stock footage because oh, we really be don't see the pool again, do we? Uh, <clears throat> no, I think there's a, cu- there's a couple scenes in there because they got the girl. Oh, yeah, the girl swimming. Anybody else think it, this just film in general looks like shit? It does. This movie looks like a really, really shitty soap opera. It looks like one of those films – from that year that you'd find at Blockbuster. It's like when sets. it's like a TV show where like say they took the the thing it's like a sitcom in the 90s like say they took the show out of the the house that they normally film in and they went out to like the beach or something mm-hmm. that's what it looks like. <laughs> Literally mm-hmm. I have to say the commander is <clears throat> one of the most annoying fucking characters I've ever seen in my life. 
Like literally, would have been. He is what I would have been more convinced if they had like Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries as the guy. <laughs> that guy bothered me so much. Like literally, like I haven't hated a character in a long time. Yes. That. I want to just know if there was one word to describe this film, what would it be? Could it be your asshole? Words? Moods. One word. Yeah. I don't. Does this word count? Um. Is um, that a word? Yeah, um, that counts. <laughs> like, as I'm shaking my head vigorously, man, it's like, I'm shaking it so hard, I might even break my own fucking neck. Yeah, you're Jack shaking Frost, it so hard, you're breaking up. Jack Frost 2 doesn't want Boots to talk about Jack Frost 2, so he's making his internet all shitty. I, my word would be lame as fuck. That's my one word. Lame as fuck. What about the fucking... <laughs> my word? That actually is three words, but... That's yeah, the my point. word. It's more of it's two words, but Captain Fun. I fucking lost my shit when the fucking chicks were at the bar and they're like, look behind their shoulder, and those two douchey guys are like, what up? <laughs> That's like, all they say. That's <laughs> fucking pissing my pants. This movie has fucking terrible everything. Yeah, uh, it, it like it screams uh, like the I'm year two thousand. Everything is so bad, man. Like. And just all the cliches and, and token, like, of course, they got the token gay photographer. And, uh, but he's Asian. Asian. Asian gay photographer. This is about the time in, you know, in society and stuff where you had to have these type of characters and everything, right? He it's didn't just even so... act like that when he was taking the pictures. Nah, maybe a little bit. Not, re- not when... Not compared to the first time we see him. It's like, I don't think there's any ice left, but all of a sudden there's a fucking cooler filled with ice? You just said there's no ice left. Don't you think it's fucking suspicious? Pick, that pick, pick, Dude, the scene is so fucking stupid. And they open up the cooler, and the ice starts going, pick me, pick me, pick me. That's <laughs> right, and then the one gets picked, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, wow. The he starts was... rubbing it on her fucking nipples. And like, oh, dude, like this so is one of those rare occurrences where the acting was so bad it actually made me really angry. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny that the ice like talks and stuff too, because you're not like you're not really sure if like oh are they just really dumb and can't hear it, or is it like just supposed to be like an audience thing, or is it just supposed to be like it? It, it makes like zero point. Why the zero fuck sense. are they talking? Yeah. And how the fuck did it fill up with ice all of a sudden when he just fucking said, I don't think we have any ice. And then he's like, oh, he's not like, oh, this is odd. I guess we had a ton of ice. Like, But that kill, though, (laughs) is fucking funny, man. When she eats that ice cube and her fucking head explodes. Shit, man, that made me laugh. (laughs) I did like the photographer kill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the photographer one. I I just love when that chick's head explodes. It's fucking good. I think the scene that I... Not my most hated scene, but the one that kind of started off for me was those two dudes on the raft in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, they're just like stuck out in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> and how does a carrot appear to go in the cooler? Oh my god. It's so bad. It's so, so bad. Well, all it's there is more is than plot. bad. It's this whole movie, terrible. this whole movie is just a fucking huge plot hole. It doesn't even, there's maybe two points in the film that feel like Christmas. But that's it. It's so stupid. It's literally in the beginning. It's literally a tropical island of like it's hot. Well, yeah. And he's a snowman. It's the Caribbean. It's the Caribbean. Yeah, Captain Fun. Nothing can go wrong. 
I just love the part when it starts snowing in the Caribbean and everyone's like not freaking out. They're just like, hey, snowball fight. Yeah. The same guy did this one too, which is just crazy because it's such a decline. The you know what blows my mind is that they got back the original cast members. Yeah. yeah. Why did they ever decide to go back to this? Didn't they read the script and go, this is, might even be the most retarded thing I've ever read. Yeah. But they're like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna come back and do this film. It's like, everything about this movie is so bad. Even the puns are shitty in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're kind of funny, but they're shitty. But I just can't get over people's reaction. It's snowing in the Caribbean. And people are like, not weirded out by this at all. They're just like, hey, snowball fight. I'm like, the comedy literally misses every single beat. Although I did laugh when, when Jack Frost throws a snowball at that dude and rips his arm off and that huge explosion of blood. <laughs> What about her fucking head exploding after she eats an ice cube that's not Jack Frost? We went through this. Oh, yeah. I was fucking. That part is so funny, too. It's just fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> it honestly, like, everything is just so lame to me. Like, all the funny yeah, moments just... are just like, nah, nah, nah. Like, just lame. I'm just like, this is so fucking well, lame. They have stupid ass fucking jokes like Kawatunga and shit <laughs> like that. It's like, what the fuck, man? Really? Oh, uh, but it's not even so bad. It's good. It's no, just it's lame no, as fuck. This movie is actually so bad. It's beyond bad. Like this movie is a chore to get through. For, for you know, who the fuck thought it was a good idea to have a ninety-three minute shit fest like this? Yeah. Where do you come off ninety-three minutes of this bullshit? We should just give me not let moods talk during the rest of the review. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you talk, it's like the worst sound ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is one of those films that just kind of made me upset. Steve, what did you like? Did you know what you was getting into when you just when we told you these were what we was covering? Uh, yeah, I did see a little bit of the first Jack Frost. Um, never saw the sequel just because I just didn't. It didn't strike me that I needed to see it. Well, maybe so that was a good thing. It. Yeah, I just watch it for this. And I guess the thing that kind of threw me off the most was seeing that the production value and when i mean that i'm talking about the camera they shot the film on was like really really consumer grade equipment i would rather watch eight shot on videos in a row than this garbage there was something that kind of said to me like wow that's pretty this? that's a bold statement did they shoot this on some like new well, like beta or something and then i'm just kind of looking at it, i'm like this is like the same camera they used like the terror tune films on this one was also this one was also filmed in California. I can't believe this shit got made. It had to some way. It almost feels like they got everybody together for a reunion of some sort. Reunion. I have no idea why they do it for that film. But saying like, oh, we're here. Why don't we just throw together another film? You know, I got. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go, guys. Let's make this happen. I got some extra snowballs. I got a shit ton of bananas. Uh, I got a little bottle of antifreeze. Let's go. Yeah, straight up. That's exactly what happened. And it's funny because, you know, one of the main plot points in this film is like halfway through over halfway through. It becomes a little creature film, which is just like, yeah, which makes no sense. I'll be your dad. eh? (laughs) (laughs) Then he gets all mad when they fucking. Can I kill Dada? Can you kill Dada? Fucking snowy critters, man. Yeah, like, they really did remind me of critters. It reminded me of gremlins, especially at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I Honestly, if they would have rolled with that from the very beginning and had a little bit higher budget, 
I might be down with little snowball. I think critters. that would have been a way more fun film than just having like little snowman, little snowy critters, man. Yeah. The thing that made the thing that kind of like fighters and shit. I think that would have been so much more fun. Yeah. The thing about those snowballs that threw me off the most was how they introduced them with Jack just leaving out of nowhere. It even said in it, he's like, "I'll tell you how I did it. I did it by, by, and he leaves, <laughs> and now we beat all the snowmen." Or the snow babies, snowballs, whoever you call them. Bug man, uh, when Jack Frost grows those big ice teeth, that is like the worst looking shit ever, too. But I looked at shitty in Jack Frost one too, though. I like uh, the ice teeth in Jack Frost this, one. This one just looks so bad the way it was. Oh, fuck it. Can you believe that Jack Frost actually looks worse? Yeah, I know, right? He looks way worse. Oh, fuck, he looks awful in this. It's terrible, terrible. I think he looks worse than uh, the Scarecrow in Return to Oz. <laughs> Wouldn't this be an interesting, you know, interview to actually interview this director and be like, "What the hell happened in part Do you want two? Me to reach out to him, like I would like to actually hear it from his yeah, point of view. I'm like, sure he's I'll never be- talked about it because this movie probably cost him like seriously, like a hundred bucks, like." Like what? Like there, it has the cheapest fucking sets I've ever seen. Well, all you have to do is have a fucking foam in his backyard. Like all you you have to do is have a foam anvil fall on your head, and oh (laughs) Oh my god, that that fucking part makes no sense. Missed, missed again. Ah, screw it. Here we go. Fucking anvil, (laughs) dude. I seriously. Oh, dude, the the effects in this movie are so shitty. Ugh. So shitty stuff and this and like just the way they, they edited it and stuff is fucking terrible. It's like not even laughable. It's just so bad. Like I swear uh. to God, guys, I was pa- I was chatting with Moods and the guys on Facebook, and I would have this... to pause the movie every like two minutes because I couldn't pay attention to it. Oh my God, Suck. this movie is so hard. It's so painful to get through. I, I you know I remember when I did this review this film, and I, I was thinking to myself going. This might even be one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. So I had to go back and check out the rating. I'm like, how did I give it such a high rating? I gave it a two and a half. What? What is it rated at? So, I mean, do you guys have anything else to say about this one? I personally don't. Honestly, there's nothing redeemable. There's no good qualities about this film at all. The only thing that I will say about this film over something like Beneath the Mississippi is at least it like moves like it's a movie <laughs> like yeah. so moves. like it doesn't have awful audio and stuff at yeah least like the audio, the audio yeah you know it's it's duct tape and spit spit wadded together but it, it's a fucking at least it it's a a movie <laughs> if you want to call it that yeah. a move there's moving images with stuff happening is what I'm saying. And there's audio that goes along with those moving. Although this, like I said, this movie is just one giant plot hole. Oh wait, like is this, there's just, it makes no fucking sense. Is this at all. movie going to be worse than the entity? Probably. Not I, the I, entity, I can't imagine what entity. a total rating is going to be on this, but well, I'll tell you right now, the entity I rated higher than it deserved. I, I will admit that. Yeah. Modes was the modes was way more appropriate on the entity rating. He gave it a solid one out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy gave it a 2.5. So, which is crazy that you would give that 2.5. That's fucked up. Uh, yeah, well, here's one question. Hey, man, sometimes our ratings get a little higher than they should be. Dark Hall, right, for instance. I mean, it happens to us, right, Jeremy? Yeah. Mutantis. Oh, God. Well, here's a question. Do you think by the ending, they were trying to set up another sequel? They were supposed to make another sequel, but the sheriff died, so they didn't make another one. Oh, my oh really? God. Yeah. It, it would have had to have been better, because it couldn't have been worse. They were going to set it up. They definitely set that up to have another sequel. 
They were so he to. just opted out of not making a third one because one of the main actors died. I mean, yeah, we all know it happens quite regularly in sequels where they don't have returning cast members. So yeah, but he's like the main fucking character. <laughs> I guess, but you know, you could have found. But somebody that. else played Charles Lee, right? Maybe it just wasn't the charm. You know, like you just need that guy. That's yeah. what the director thought. So who knows? Well, that might be a good thing. The the guy who voices Jack Frost has done like a bunch of good stuff though. Yeah, like he was in Fire in the Sky and Jarhead and fucking. I didn't like the, I didn't like the voice in this one. I didn't really like the the voice in this one that much. It's the same guy. I know, but it just sound. It, it, I, yeah, I, 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 I wish you. It isn't. It wasn't as like hardcore. Yeah, there was something different about it, right? I thought it was so strange that it just didn't seem, didn't have that that evil charm as yeah, the first one had. Yeah, however you want to call it. Nothing had but. charm in this one. It's so bad. It's, the one thing about this movie that I always guy man that I always think about after I watch it is how bad the effects are in this film. Like, I don't know, man, the scene where they they have the, the little snowy critter in the, the blender. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I just like, I, I, I actually, you know, like when someone says something stupid or is doing something real stupid in real life, you kind of feel embarrassed for them. That's how I get in the, in the, in certain parts of this film. I feel embarrassed. It's like, I'm watching it. It's like, it's like Jack like, Frost goes Hawaiian or something. <laughs> Yeah, fucking terrible, man. <laughs> Ratings? Ratings. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will go first, I guess. Uh, one of the things about th- this film is it is – like you can watch it. Like it's it's a film that can be watched. Should it be watched? Hell to the no. It's definitely not worse than Beneath the Mississippi, which is a point five out of 10, but it's not much – it's it's actually a lot better, but it's still not good at all in any way, shape, or form. I give it a one out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. give it a one out of ten too. Yeah, um, like I said, I went back and checked out my my other rating. It was two point five, and I, I literally like turned off my video and went, "You're a fucking moron." <laughs> what the hell did you give that shit a two point five for, fucking idiot reviewer? Um, yeah, I'm going with a one too. I one wow. out of ten. This, this movie is a bonafide piece of shit okay so it is be- fucking terrible nothing redeemable about this and i'm only giving it a one because yeah the audio is there it's decent <laughs> and i can respect that Steve, giving my back what is so. your rating i will give it a one and a half and that half goes to captain fun okay so <laughs> i will say guys we have this thing called, called the hall of pain and in order to get into the hall of pain you have to be under what was it modes nine nine and under Not- Nine and a half. Nine and a half and under. <laughs> this gets in with four people. This gets in with four people. It, it gets in with, it with just the three of us, which is what actually would make it go in with, at it yeah. with a three out of the th- just the combined rating of three with all three out of us doing it once. <laughs> at three out of 30. And then <laughs> even with Steve added on with a 1.5, it still only has a port 4.5. <laughs> and you know it's what's still unrecommendable. Our <laughs> lowest rated film that is in the hall of pain is the entity with a combined rating of four and a half. So, (laughs) so Jesus Christ. I mean, this so, (laughs) so technically this is actually the biggest piece of shit that we've reviewed so far. It is. Out of all the the films that we've talked about, this is the worst film out of probably 2000 films. that we've talked. This is the lowest rated film we've ever done. 
Yeah. So thank you, Jeremy, for the fucking, you know, the torture again. I've never seen these movies, so I wanted to watch uh, You know what's funny? I thought I had recommended this show, but apparently it was Jeremy, I guess. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, it me was. all the way, because I really oh, wanted man. to watch you, these. <clears throat> you remember, I don't know if you guys remember when we were talking about what are we going to do and stuff, and Jeremy said Jack Frost 1 and 2, and I was I kind of I kind of snickered. I was like, ugh, ugh. I just didn't want to watch Jack Frost too, but I wasn't gonna argue. I know you guys hadn't seen him, so I was like, "Whatever, we'll do him." Yeah, well, you honestly, guys, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna have to sit through the torture, man. <laughs> yeah, Moods is like a <laughs> but it was worth it. He's like he just wants us to sit through the, the torture, and it gives exactly. him pleasure, um, even but if he has to put it through it, it himself. Too, yeah, but uh, he would rather have to, he would rather do that just to have us watch it. The but, funny thing is, I was watching this movie yesterday at the same time you were. The thing is, I was about 40 minutes ahead of and you. And he was like, you poor bastard. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, you know, so we actually currently have 11 films in the Hall of Fame. So we was kind of needing another one in the in the Hall of Pain here. So uh, that, that brings our total up to nine films in the Hall of Pain. And uh, we have officially inducted Jack Frost to the Revenge of the Killer Mutant Snowman or whatever the fuck it's Mutant called. Killer Snow. Mutant Killer Snowman <laughs> from the year 2000 into the Glorious Hall of Pain, joining a couple of Children of the Corn sequels, one Silent Night Deadly Night sequel, one Jaws sequel, one Warlock sequel, one Halloween sequel, and two of the Fangoria Fright Fest films. <laughs> fucking sequel sequel sequels and fangoria shit fest yeah <clears throat> so uh that is funny that all i mean honestly i would rather watch any of those films other than this <clears throat> oh yeah i've watched children of the corn six a handful of times in my life and i could i could watch it uh-huh. i'd rather watch that one halloween film than watch this again Ooh. <sighs> These are this film is so bad, man. I mean, it's it's it's. I can't believe it's double billed with ice cream, man. I need to just cut the paper, and just like make it the whole release ice cream, man. I'm I'm positive that someone even commented on my video saying, "Oh man, it's not that bad." <laughs> Who was this person? Yeah, it is. This movie's fucking terrible. It's literally every aspect of it is lame, and that's my favorite word for this film. It's just lame. It misses all the comedy beats. It has nothing going for it other than being like wa- like there's audio. <laughs> mm-hmm. This film has audio is what the, the like the only positive review you can possibly give to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. Oh, man. Really bad soap opera. Uh, so that's that's <laughs> well, one thing is there's not very many like franchisey or even like sequel christmas films for next year so we might actually have to review something good and just do like don't open till christmas or fucking you know the funny thing was i was gonna mention like santa slay and like a couple other ones you know for this but you wanted to do jack frost one and two and i'm like whatever yeah fuck whatever. those assholes i'll make them sit through it santa slay would be a fun one to talk about that movie has one of the funniest opening sequences yeah i've has talked about it on this show before I actually fucking opening scene in that film is funny as hell, man. It's great. So yeah, for sure. Um, it, I re- I reviewed that back on episode three. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Two. All right, is that it? Yeah, that's it, man. Are we done, man? We're yeah. done for episode sixty-seven, the third annual Christmas special. Hope you guys enjoyed the shit 
bashing of Jack Frost 2 <laughs> and the entire podcast. I want to thank Steve for making his debut on the show. Thank you, Steve, for stopping by. Well, thanks a lot for having me, man. Yeah, man. Anytime. Anytime. It's glad I to hope, finally get you, you on the show. I hope you come out of the closet sooner or later because it seems like you've been in there the entire show. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, he was, he was in the closet with you, Jeremy. Where were you guys no, doing? I think he was in the closet with somebody that has the initials of JPR. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I hope you he's know, showing you shows all. Shows aren't complete unless Jeremy's calling out somebody, right? I hope he's showing yeah. you his Blu-ray and DVD covers. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of I mean, expecting something him. like that to happen, but obviously I'm a person that could take a joke, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Yeah, so once again, Steve, thanks for stopping by anytime. Anyway. And yeah, Jeremy, you want to fucking roll us on out of here? All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 66 of the 22. Dude, what the fuck, man? Dude, Oops. I said 67, like, how many fucking times? Jeremy's well, you a fucking retard. Hey, JP, Dude, why don't you go retarded. on automatic and see that you fucking listed Stung as episode 65, you fucking idiot. Dude, what is wrong with your ass? Look, he said it six Potom- times. Go on fucking automatic. It's and a look. typo, Jeremy. I'm already <laughs> aware of it. Why the fuck didn't you fix it? Because we're we're leaving automatic. He was watching Jack Frost and 1 that. and 2. All right. You're just dumb. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode God, you're an idiot. 67. You ruined the show. Of the fucking show the Moots and Or podcast. As long as you can follow the man Moots himself at youtube.com slash Moots 616. Moots 616. Take as the you can penis out of your G-E-P, mouth before you talk. AKA the man who hates Pee Wee Herman at youtube.com slash double shot. And the dreidel out of his bum hole. And as long as you can follow Steve over on his channel at youtube.com slash shock extreme one. And as always, you can follow me on my channel, youtube.com slash NESRuler22. And if you have any questions, you can leave us a voicemail at 724-426-6665. You can always follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash 22shotspodcast. And you can always follow us on Facebook at the Facebook page, facebook.com search bar, 22shots of moods and horror podcast. And if you have any questions, you can email us at the 22shots of moods and horror at gmail.com. That's 22shots of moods and horror at gmail.com. And as always, guys, please get your lists in for the top 10 show that will be coming up on January 7th. 8th. Dude. January 8th. Dude. January 8th. Oh, what a surprise. You fucked up again. Jesus You're on a roll, bust. <laughs> he's so stupid that that's not even the date anyway. The 8th is wrong, too. That's when we record it, dumbass. <laughs> the show posts on Monday. Jeremy. Dude, I think he just broke him. He's not even saying anything. He's so mad that he's, he's not saying anything. He's just leaning back. Ever. Jeremy, what's our, what's our show after that? Uh, Jeremy's not going to be there anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Man, he doesn't even know. He don't even the next know. show, the next scheduled show is going to be the 2015. Yeah, I know that, but I thought you meant the show after. I didn't mean the show after. The show after this one, episode 68, yeah. is the 2015 year-end show. I said get your top tens list, <laughs> asses. Well, of course I fucking know it. Oh, God. We're supposed to interpret that, you know? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Just guys, just when you think he can't possibly get any dumber, he does. Exactly. This kid has four years of college. What this, the year, fuck? this year, this year, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, man, we're 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 the fuck out of here. <laughs>